Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle, especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> then I started closing my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Well, all right. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. My name's Justin. We're back at the helm here tonight. That's correct. It's been a little while, a little holiday vacation, and then, um, or holiday break for all of us, and then you guys at the helm last week for our Founders show, which looked pretty cool. It was a good show, man. I want to get those people back. They had to rush out and do a QA and a in the bar. Yeah. Um, and uh, which looked just like it consisted of a lot of drinking, which sounded really, which looked really fun. Did people come out for that part? Like, were I there think people so. there asking them questions? Uh, I don't know. We were in here, and uh, then uh, and then I, I was, was in here editing the show. So. It was bloggers, right? Yeah, they said they were going to invite bloggers, bloggers to do it. Yeah, there were some bloggers there, but I uh, I moved all the people that I knew there into, over to talk to them and stuff. Okay. It was great. It was wonderful. It was you know cool. who's annoying is bloggers. Bloggers are terrible. <laughs> I didn't talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, but we should have them back because they're, they've are they been around for a long time. Yeah. They know, they've been, And they've been through, we were talking to them about uh, how they've adjusted their beer styles and their targets based on you know uh, um, I don't know um, based on what the market wants right yeah, like yeah. Or, the reverse they were brewing beer what they thought the market wanted it wasn't going well so they're like well forget about it let's just brew what we want to drink and then because they were going to go out of business and then oh, suddenly yeah. turn them around and it's just that kind of story but we didn't have time to really get into too much about it uh, it was really cool I'd, I'd really like to book him again okay yeah nice yeah we had one of the founders in right so Dave Engbers that was cool Dave was there yeah 
That's fun. You seemed like a cool dude. You seemed like a hippie, like a like a younger yeah. Denny Con. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, I met those guys in uh, both GABF and I think when we were in Grand Rapids yeah, for NHC, yeah. yeah the Homebrews Conference, and yeah, that was my impression too. Really laid back hippie type guys. All right, well, tonight uh, we've got Old Republic Brewery on the show, um, and we've, we're going to spe- be speaking to the co-owner, Simon Olney. He's going to be on the program with us, uh, talking to us about uh, Old Republic, who's uh, a, f- a newer brewery yep. in the area, right, Tasty? Yeah, that's right. Um, and they they focus on, uh, I, I guess, what you call continental lagers. That's kind of how yeah, they started. more of a lager, a little maybe Belgian kind of character. Yeah. yeah. Well, they started, I think, to move away a little bit into some bigger beers and a Belgian yeah. program, which they, they seem to be really excited about. Um, I know we've got a little bit of that on tap. And then we've got one of their award-winning beers. I think it's just about to tap. I've been, I've been waiting <laughs> to try it. I mean, Yeah, I've been trying to kick the beer we're, we're waiting for because they – it's uh, one of my favorite beer styles that they've won, I think, multiple awards for their uh, Dortmunder export. Exactly. Oh, that's styles. such a good style. Yeah, like my God. Great style? And have you had theirs, their version oh, of it? Oh, yeah, for sure, yes. Yeah. It won the uh, Best of Show at the State Fair last year. Okay. Yeah. Which is a really competitive fair, of course, in yeah. California. And, uh, yeah, it was extraordinary. Okay. We had it in the market. Uh, I remember having it at Beer Week, uh, which is just a few weeks away. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Okay. Well, I'm excited to try that. So we're going to be talking to those guys. Uh, we got a big event here at the Hop Grenade tonight, actually. If you're local, come on yeah. down, because it's Hen House and Friends, and Old Republic is part of that, and we've got some society beer on tap. Some Eagle Rock. Uh, some Eagle some Rock, Eagle Rock, Rock beers. Yep. That's right. Hen House is a distributor. A lot of people may not know that they're actually a beer distributor as well. It's not a Hen House, like... They have some of their beers here. Okay. But in us, they have a distributor's license. I should have known that before tonight, but I just learned it tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's, well, that's not an executive boardroom kind of thing. No, that's right. That's not my not in my realm. But that is cool, and they brought in some good beer. Yeah. I hear that um, – uh, I don't know if that's under the Hen House distributorship or not, but uh, I hear that Social Kitchen has a good pale ale on tap for me tonight. So yeah, I'm excited about with that. The yeah. My staff is, uh, I've been traveling a lot, so they knew in the beginning to always keep a pale ale on yeah. for me, right? And, but I've been traveling a lot, and I, you know, when I come back for the last several, I get like a couple months now, they've been fucking slacking on the pale ales. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I haven't seen Pale 31 on tap in a while, and uh, uh, so I kind of, I had to, you know, I always joke about it with them. I'm not trying to make anyone's life difficult, but I... I kind of had to come down hard and be like... Yeah, can I get one fucking like, pale ale on tap here? Yeah, I'm not asking for much here. No. Everyone else is going to drink it, too. It just always, there must, 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 yeah. always be a pale ale on tap for me. That's all I ask. That would be amazing, because yeah. I, I need something yeah. to drink. Yeah. It's been hard, <laughs> yeah. because there's a lot of saisons and things and like lots of high-alcohol beers that I don't want to drink. Yeah. I just want pale ales, because I think there's a pale ale renaissance happening. I think there's so a lot too. of great pale ales out there now. I was ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, if you're always at the curve, yeah. you're never really behind it. I just it. stuck with the old curve, <laughs> and I just right. and waited for it to come back. Yeah, you waited, you waited on the one side <laughs> while everyone traveled all the way around. It was like, hey, yeah. and you're like, welcome back, everyone. Yeah. You got lapped. Hey, Guns N' Roses <laughs> yeah. is back together, yeah. too. Or right? you got I've, lapped. I've stuck with that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm probably more likely that I got lapped. But, yeah, uh, and you know, actually, I, I think my staff does a really great job of keeping a, a variety they out there. Do. And they're more in tune with, with what I think people come in, come in here to drink. And, and the beer geeks and the, the just the beer fans that I am, they really are still... 
Just one goddamn pale ale. <laughs> so anyway, they got back on track since that last talk, and I guess tonight it's uh, Social Kitchen. So I have to try that tonight. Yeah. And give it a shot. I'm I'm just uh, I'm fresh off the boat from New Orleans, guys. New Orleans, yeah. It was just a surprise trip. Big Joe, he, uh, everybody knows oh, yeah, Big Joe yeah. was, yeah. was going out there, and he and he invited me to go. So um, I've always wanted to go to that city. Um, I wasn't even sure why. It just sounded like a good time. Yeah, I'm he, with you there. You know what? It's a JP. Yeah. He, it's your town. I really want to go to New Orleans. I thought about you a lot while I was there, which is a little oh, nice. weird. But, um, no, a lot of the places that I went... Okay, so, yeah. um, you know, there's Bourbon Street. Right. Which you'll absolutely hate it. Okay. Um, I can uh, imagine. I would... If we had gone together, I would have dragged you there for one night, and you'd yeah. have experienced it because you have to. You have to, totally. But pretty much everything else I did was yeah. in your wheelhouse, man. What'd you do? So, there's just... There's sit, sit at home and pet cats? <laughs> Play Overwatch? Yeah, there was a cat... <laughs> Yes, dude. No, for one, there was really great food almost okay. almost everywhere. Yeah, um, and I'm not a big seafood fan, but I'll dive into it just to try it. Um, so there's a lot of that, but not just that. Um, uh, Creole food. The last meal that I had there was uh, more just southern food. It was uh, okay. just plain old fried chicken and red beans and rice. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's it was good. the best meal I had really? there, man. Oh, it was so good. Oh, um, yeah. And, you know, I just think that the kind of culture, everyone's really very pleasant, very nice to you. So even in the dive bars, yeah. the bartenders are not dicks to you, JP. Wow. <laughs> I've only had one bar experience like that, and that's Tornado. The only bar I've ever been yelled at you know, by I, the bartender. I guess not yelled at, but I've been to some dicky bars, and yeah. especially when you get into the dive bar scene, which I enjoy. Um, but yeah. there's a ton of dive bars there. They're sure. All super oh, yeah. cool. Is it so, is it like the southern the southern hospitality thing, or is it just like so. like everyone's just kind of laid back? Because I imagine New Orleans is is much more laid back than the rest of the South. I think the South is more laid back on the surface, but prim and proper underneath. And I think in New yeah. Orleans they just don't give a fuck. They're just kind of doing their thing. And if you want to come and watch them do their thing, then that's cool. I would say you're right about that. I okay. think it's kind of the. California laid back meets Southern hospitality. Okay, uh, because people are like, that sounds cool. N- New Orleans is uh, my. This is my impression. Yeah, uh, New Orleans is not a place. It's like a lifestyle. And okay, the, and like the, Hawaii. Yeah, and the people okay. that. In fact, almost everybody I met was from there. Um, right. you, not uh, not on Bourbon Street, but every Uber I took and anywhere, how, you know, are you from here? Everyone and they stay. People stay. They, they only left for the floods and they all came back. Oh, um, wow! And it, and they very much like embraced the lifestyle. Okay. And then just cool shit happens. Uh, my very first night there, uh, we went to um, these uh, two places. Uh, right next to each other. One's a restaurant and bar called uh, Giacomo's, and right next to it is the Maple Leaf. And the Maple Leaf is kind of a historic jazz club, music club. Um, And Giacomo's is known for great food and and drinks. And and this is out of the French Quarter. So this is, like, not in the little touristy zone, right? So this is where the locals go. We go into Giacomo's, and we meet the owner of the Maple Leaf. And he says to us, you know, hey, you should... 
he starts buying us drinks. Really nice guy. Nice. Uh, been there, you know, been there himself for for over twenty years. He self-proclaimed, like I, he's basically said, like uh, I think I have embraced the Mardi Gras lifestyle more than anybody I've ever met. <laughs> and if you looked at him, he is, you know, uh, he's had a hard life. Road hard, put yeah, away wet, yeah, kind of a guy. Yeah, okay, okay, but super nice guy. He ends up, he's like, yeah. you should go to the show, and he writes us a free pass to the show on a napkin. Oh, and we're like, who is this fucking? Guy? I love that. That's great. Um, uh, turns out to be totally legit. Okay. He says, you should come see the show because um, there's a band that's been playing every Tuesday night for over 20 years, and they're a New Orleans legend. Hmm. But also, something cool might happen tonight. <laughs> All right. So we go. There's four of us. Saves us 80 bucks in cover charges with his little fucking napkins. Yeah. He ends up hanging out with us all night, too. Oh, nice. Halfway through the first set, we're watching. Wait, hang on a second. Let me interrupt you real fast. What did you think was going to happen? Something cool. Because on your radar, that could be there's a bunch of blow. <laughs> there's like a burlesque show or an airplane might hit the, the club. Like, what did you what did you think so that something cool would be? So or did you have anything in mind? Maybe I'm overthinking it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're doing fine. Okay. Uh, except I'm I'm altering the story a little bit. Uh, he right. told us what surprise might happen. Oh, okay, got uh, it. All right. But uh, basically, halfway well, through the first go. set, it's this awesome. You know, first of all, it's this awesome brass band. They're really cool. Okay. Um, halfway through the first set, Flea jumps up on stage and starts. <gasps> oh yeah. Playing bass. Mike B. The Flea. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Flea, and he's and it's a room the size of the Hop Grenade, so it's it's uh, you know it's two th- it's twenty five hundred square feet. Okay, it's a tiny club, and so we're just a few feet away from Flea, and then it's also a little funny and awkward because they're all playing brass instruments and and they're grooving right. Yeah. But Flea's doing his normal Flea thing, and he's just jumping around <laughs> like a fucking idiot. Do, yeah. uh, but he sounds awesome. Okay. And it's. It, and I'm not the biggest Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, right. but it's like the quintessential New Orleans experience where it's a music town, and you never know who's going to show up. That's cool. The man. other rumor was that Trombone Shorty was going to show oh. up that night, who's, oh, a, that'd be who's cool. a, a, a New Orleans uh, native, but that, that one never happened. Yeah. So cool stuff like that just happened, and then everything. And here's the part where it's bad for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's open till six a.m. Oh God. Uh, we were actually we were told to go to this other dive bar after the Maple Leaf, and he's like, "Don't even go there before two a.m." And I, he's like, <laughs> "And I've walked out of there at nine a.m." Wow. So they, but because there's no the laws don't require you to close, so a lot of places really? are open twenty four hours. It's really whatever you want to do. There's no. Uh, it's whatever you want to do, which is bad for me. Yeah. But great in general. Right. You're you're the reason why we have laws. <laughs> so we did the Maple Leaf thing, and we left there, and and we went to that dive bar that we were told not to go to before. Uh, to yeah, we actually didn't heed that advice. It, it was still a little early. Had a couple okay. beers. We're smart enough to leave that before it got busy and fun. Okay. And then just went to this awesome uh, cafe, this Greasy Spoon, about 3 in the morning. Asked for a drink. They're like, we don't have a drink, but the bar across the street does. And you can take everything in New Orleans to go. Wow. Every bar, every restaurant, every liquor store. Oh. Take it to go if you want. You can walk around the street with open container? Yep. So I just I walked across the street, ordered... Great Bloody Marys. Took them back to our greasy breakfast okay. and had pork chops and eggs. Jesus. With my Bloody Mary. Wow. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, so you can, you can walk around. Turns out it was a gay bar, by the way, but I didn't know that till later. 
Strap-ons uh, come out after two. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing obvious happening. There no. wasn't like dicks touching in the corner or anything. Not yet. Turns out gay bars are just like every other bar. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> bunch, of, bunch of people sitting around ordering drinks. Yeah, speaking of gay bars. <laughs> so that was a really good time. And just, anyway, the the, the town in general, uh, it's your jam, JP. Okay. Uh, I think between the food, the history. Did yeah, you go to any dude. of the... Uh, Cemeteries? I we tried. We were too late because most of them. You can go to some on the outskirts. And they do like tours, do right? a self tour. But the yeah. really good ones in the in the French Quarter, like the oldest ones, you have to do a tour. And we had just missed the last tour of the day. Yeah, there's a lot um, of weird shit that's happening in New Orleans. I I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, late 1800s, early 1900s Americana, and, and the architecture yeah. shows it. And yeah. it just is a lot of it. And you just it's kind of a, it's a living history because a lot of that's still the same. It, well, what do I know? But it looks this is what I think it would be the same. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I went to the World War II Museum. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It is, it's rated like the number three museum in the United States and definitely like number one in the South. Mm-hmm. And and I see why. This museum is incredible. So anybody, I would say, and we we had the same thing happen to us that everybody who recommended it. You don't have enough time. You got it. You could spend. Yeah. You could spend a day there, and so wow. I've done. Uh, I've seen like the Holocaust Museum, and mm-hmm. I'm interested. I've always been interested in that side of World War II, uh, and I think that's a lot of what's what's talked about. Mm-hmm. This and it, it probably had a Holocaust side that we didn't make it to. Mm-hmm. This was more focused on the 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 war, the war as a whole, mm-hmm. how it happened, where it happened, who it happened to, uh how the US got involved and and it's really like a it's curated amazing. It's not like you're not like looking at walls of pictures. Right. You're actually walking through they they you're walking through a jungle at one point. Oh wow. You're walking through the wow. beaches at one point. They have set it up so that you're you know you're in an environment, not yeah. just like in a in a stock in museum. a building with a bunch of stuff. It oh. sounds like it, they focus on a lot of stuff that you'd normally get in like high school. And then after that, like after you leave high school or college, for example, um, you're kind of just on your own if you want to dive into the history of World War II. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, when you're in school, you learn about how we got into the war and whatever. And then afterwards, it's always about the Holocaust and the Nazis, and that's it. Right. Maybe a little bit of Japan when Pearl Harbor Day comes around, but that's that's kind of about it. So it sounds like it just kind of reinforced a lot of the stuff that it you did, don't really hear It did, and dove in of. deeper. Like, it covered the whole war in the Pacific, the, that, that yeah. entire thing. And then and then also how we, where and how we got involved in Europe, you know, like— I never knew that we landed on the shores of Italy as one of our entry points into the European war. Yeah. Um, you know, and I guess I would have if I had uh, just, you know studied that more. But yeah. that's something I got to learn, and how that's cool. and how fucked up that portion of the yeah. uh, of the of the battle. You know, so much stuff. So just I recommend uh, that you go, JP. Okay, I recommend to anybody that you go to the World War II Museum. Um, the Maple Leaf Cafe had some awesome music. Um, none of these people are paying me for plugs here. Or just my experience. Um, and then. You know what? Almost anywhere. Just jump in an Uber and ask them for food recommendations. Oh, wow. They all say basically the same places. You get a little gem, a new gem here and there, mm. which is which is really cool. Yeah. But they all, so you know that the recommendations are legit because people are naming the same places. Most of them are outside of the French Quarter. Um, to, I can imagine, to go get yeah. Rid- and, and, like, and the food's cheap and good and uh, the beer's okay. 
Okay. Um, a lot of Abita. It's Abita land. Yeah. I'm a fan of Abita. I love Turbo Dog, dude. That's you know, the best beer. I've been a fan since they did our show years ago. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, I, you know what? Even their, their flagship, which is everywhere, just the Abita Amber... I got no problem with that oh, okay. beer. Yeah. I drink that all the time, and I drank quite a bit of it. I did drink it on a dirty line at one dive oh, bar. It reminded me, folks, just remember this, okay? When you go to a dive bar, so I always, I just forget sometimes, but <laughs> I can tell pretty well if, if they're going to give a shit about the beer. Even if it's a dive bar. Like, sometimes a really divey bar, you, you can tell they give a shit about the beer. Just their, their, their attitude or? Yeah, a little okay. about the attitude. You know what? More even like the selection. Like, you can kind of tell. Yeah. Okay, if Are they're going to have. It, all right, so if it's just a beta amber, right? And right. maybe not one of Abita's down the, down the pipe beers on tap. Yep. Don't bother ordering a beer on tap. Okay. Because and here's and here's why the lines are always filthy. So I have been drinking a beer amber quite a bit. I go in, you know, four dollar draft. Sure, I'll take it. And it just was diacetyl and oh. nastiness. And and I know it wasn't the beer. I know this beer. Right, because you've been drinking it all friggin' week. And I can right. just, in my head, I can see the line. Like, I know what it looks like, and I know what the <laughs> layer of filth, of yellow filth, yeah. looks like. That's probably been in there since the bar was built. I also know that I can't give this beer back to this bartender because he do, he gives zero fucks no about what, what I yeah. and you know and now I'm going to start to say well your beer lines are dirty or you know like and, right. and I'm all for correcting a bar that cares but I'm not for like spinning my own wheels and looking like the asshole who's complaining about a, a whatever right well I mean I, but that's kind of that's the 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 point of the dive bars that they don't care right they don't keep up with trends no matter in decoration in serving but also in beer storage yeah. right they don't give a fuck yeah they're a dive bar that's literally what you go there for so raise your hand if you think i uh i dumped the beer out of course you did uh no i no, think you drank the well, shit out of it you didn't drink it I don't know if you he actually beer. dumped it out, but I chugged it. Yeah, yeah. you have to. Jiffy knows well, yeah. well, I paid for it, and I knew he was going to charge me for it, and I wasn't going to. Four dollars. I might. I have higher principles. I'm not going to drink shitty beer. He needs to drive the alcohol in as hard as possible, yes. whenever Just get possible. Two more other good beers. Or good so, bottle beers. Well, if we I don't disagree with you. In logically, logically, I agree with you, and I think. And by the way, when <laughs> I do this, white trash thing. That's yes, exactly. Because when I do this kind of thing. I, your voices are in my head. I always think of you guys. What are you doing? I'm always like, Tasty would never. What did you? As I'm chugging it, in my head, I'm going, Tasty would never. He would have. Why? And then I. And then. And then I. It's kind of like. You know how, like, right when you finish jerking off, you just kind of feel like an asshole? You feel weird, yeah. <laughs> or even after sex. That's I feel how, real weird. You're like, oh, God, what's wrong with me? Yeah, what did I, why did I choke oh, that? That's me. It's after, shame. Yeah. yeah like, this, this, this is me after <laughs> a beer. But I can't. It's, it's harder for me to let it go. So I, I just drink it fast enough that I barely taste it. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's smart. Yeah, right. Somewhere in the tenant there is a drunk that needs a beer. I mean, come on. You well, it. you're right. Well, and in New Orleans, I could have walked out. And handed, okay, that's a good point. There you go. There you And you know, here you can't do that. Oh, like leftovers. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Box for me. Well, you? if you would have complained, they would have just poured you another beer, probably, and, and charge me for both. Right, you know? and, and give it to you in one of those glasses that have been pre-spit in. <laughs> yes, yeah, so where they wipe it out for me. Well, here, I get the point of that story was it reminded me just order bottled beer because yeah, yes, order bottled beer. Every dive bar on Bourbon Street did have good bottled beer from at least from Abita. Okay, and then also from Nola. I think we've had Nola on the show too. Yes, um, 
Yes. Nola Pale Ale is a great beer. Okay. And, and so you can find all that everywhere, too. So just remember, folks at home, if you're unclear about the beer, even if you recognize it on tap, like everyone thinks, oh, Sierra Nevada, like never going to go wrong with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not true. That's not true. Order it in a bottle then. Yeah. And then you'll never go wrong with it. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. I got to get us moving. Sorry, but I just want it, it's a cool town. And uh, JP, I urge you to put it on your vacation list. Yeah, you'd, okay. you'd like it. Right? It's his town, yeah. man. I think it'd be great. Because there's uh, new people every 20 seconds. So you don't have to be put up with anybody. <laughs> yeah. I don't like new people so much. But, well, uh, but you get new people after new people. So if somebody's well, annoying you, then. How, and the music I, isn't douchey, like it's all. Yeah, see, I, and I like that. I like jazz a lot, and I like yeah. that kind of fast kind of jazz, not the slow, weird. You get jazz. that. You get swing. You yeah. Get, um, swing, you also get some rock. There's some cool. That rock sounds cool. Yeah. It sounds like Austin, but but less humid and less hot. You know, um, no. you know what? It's way. It's about a hundred times cooler than Austin. Really? And I, a, yeah. I love Austin. Austin's red. So, how's the homebrew scene out there? I think we should start working with homebrew clubs in, uh, in the New Orleans area. We to, probably to, should. Let's bring NHC there. <laughs> that. Oh my God. For, no. no. <laughs> Too many deaths. <laughs> yeah, we would never see you. Yeah. So great oh, idea. Okay. I, um, and I'm, we can call it. And that BN party yeah. would be Justin's last stand. The, yeah. That's what we would call. That's fine. It. It's just. Like the, the, it's very similar it. to Vegas in the sense okay. that you shouldn't go for more than three days. Yeah, that was my. Huh. If, okay. you're, if you're a person like me, yeah, uh, I'm yeah. not in some regard, but yeah, I don't know. It just you can you just keep going and going and going. Yeah. Yeah. Closes. See that part is cool. Like like Doc's saying, like all like the the cool stuff. Like the new. It sounds like there's something new around every corner. Yeah, that would keep me going. The, the alcohol I don't necessarily need. To, that doesn't drive me. But seeing the new things, I would just go out and out, and then I'd be lost somewhere in the swamp. Yeah, that. Well, oh. yeah. Luckily, the swamp's far enough away. You might instead just fall into the Mississippi, which I might is do right that there. Too. I did Mardi Gras mid nineties. Yeah, and what we do five days. Holy, oh God! Holy fuck! <laughs> I got lost every night, separated from the pack. Yeah, I, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Very busy. <laughs> it's, it's also a you small. Get lost just walking down the street. Yeah, you get separated from the pack in the hotel room of NHC. Yeah. You should always have handlers, Doc. Show it now. Yeah. He knows oh, no, that. this is pre-handlers. Yeah. It also, uh, and I'll give you an example. It just it kind of makes you just want to kind of get out of your shell a little bit and experience okay. things. And I'll give you an example. Kate the Great. Yeah. Uh, you all know her. Pretty conservative girl. What t-shirt? Got a tattoo, rode a bull, and threw her bra at a band. Wow. <laughs> wow. In, all, wow. In, all in three days. That's pretty good. Uh, wow. I was like, that who, doesn't sound, who, who is that? Who are you? Right. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, yeah. Weird yeah. shit happens in New Orleans. Yeah. Sure. What did she get a tattoo of? The Fleur de Lis. The, so, oh, you know, the, floor, the, the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints symbol, oh, okay. basically. The, the, floor the, the Boy Scouty looking thing. Which, uh, which ironically, uh, she uh, had wanted that for quite some time. It okay. was, the, the, the actual design wasn't spontaneous. Getting right. the tattoo was. And not for uh, because she's attached to New Orleans, but I guess it has a bunch of um, uh, meanings that are actually very much Kate the Great and, okay. and not me. All like right. dignity. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Respect. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Good for her. Yeah, she went for it. 
And uh, so it was it was a good time. And then uh, just briefly, we also met Token there. You guys no remember way. Token? Yeah. Terrace is there? Oh, random. Token's from New Orleans. I love that dude. He doesn't live there anymore, but just happened to be there visiting his family. Uh-huh. Saw I was there, shot me a text, and we ended up hanging out with him for a night. Very nice. He says we got him drunk. He kind of ghosted on us. Like, he didn't sully us or anything. <laughs> he, he said his goodbyes. But I thought he was fine. Like, he holds it together well. He texted me a couple days later, and he's like, man, I was fucked up. I just didn't know. Until it, until it hit me. <laughs> so I love that dude. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. So he thanks for joining us around, Terrace. All right, let me get through this stuff quick. Um, right. Spring Brews Festival is happening Saturday, April 1st. That's the uh, festival formerly known as Winter Brews Festival. Uh, so we're going to do that Saturday, April 1st. Um, yeah, so mark your calendars. We'll put up a ticket site soon so you can do pre-sale and all that. It's the it's the same great fest that you know and love, and we'll get all the great brewers there as well. So, um, all right. When? I'm sorry. When did you say? Saturday, April 1st. All right. Are you trying to talk to me, Bevo? No. I, for, for, for some reason, I was no. logged in as you, and I don't know how. Yeah, somehow I was getting messages from JP, but it said your name. I was really confused. Yeah, so, sorry about that. He was like, I want pokey, but I thought it was you, and I was like, what? I like fish. I, I want the other kind of pokey. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> pokey, pokey. All right, you can support Stop us it. by doing your Amazon shopping, both in the U.S. and the U.K. Just hit the Amazon link on our homepage. Uh, subscribe and join the BN Army. Uh, make sure, if you're a subscriber, that you're... PayPal address is current, by the way, because we do the More Beer monthly donation for everybody who is a uh, recurring donor, and that enters you to win $100 to More Beer, which is a lot of cash that they give uh, to the BN Army. So just uh, become a recurring donor. It's a great way to support us. Um, get this information, uh, or most likely other information, over on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I don't know if you know we have that, but uh, Kim Shimke does a great job of that. Uh, send your show ideas over to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com or feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, and you can send feedback to feedback as well. That's what it's there for. All right. Do we have a Twitter game today? We do have a Twitter game. Twitter game is brought to you today by the Wine and Hop Shop. Just go to wineandhop.com and check them out. They're good friends of ours and wonderful sponsors. So go check them out at wineandhop.com. Uh, okay, thank you, Justin. Uh, I wanted you guys to answer this question. What's up, Tasty? <laughs> As if you were Tasty and somebody was asking you, what's up? I want you to answer, what's up, Tasty? The old, what would Tasty say again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but much more personable. It's, yeah, much, it's like a home edition coming out soon. Yeah, it's like that. a video game. It's like a virtual reality. You are Tasty right now. I heard last week's Twitter game was cool. Uh, was it? Uh, was it about uh, how I always do the year of, and what is this the year of? Like no, I don't do what, resolutions. What's Justin in New Orleans for? Oh, that's not what Beardy or somebody said to me. Well, Beardy made it up. So if he, <laughs> if he no, forgot. he didn't. You did because remember I was like, do oh, you want me right, to help? You? I was like, I hey, yeah. do you want me to help you make the Twitter game? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> 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 I didn't do it. What Beardy said was far better, but uh, yeah, it I mean, was that's like, cool. But he's just like, you know, I always do like this one's the year of travel, this yeah. one's the year. Of blah, blah, blah. That's true, you do, and you that's do what do he that. said it was going to be. No, and, that's not uh, what it was at all. Oh well, that's a bummer because yeah. I would have liked to hear because I haven't decided yet and I need ideas. He high? <laughs> so he might have been. <laughs> well, yeah, he probably was. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's our Twitter game brought to you today right, by Wine and go. Hop Shop. And how about some feedback? Should we do that real quick? Let's do it. All right. We only got a couple things. Feedback's brought to you today Yay. by...
by our friend John at the Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com and check it out. John takes care of our trademark. He can take care of yours, too. Uh, He also does all the brewery paperwork filing. Um, You name it. But go find out more over at beerlawcenter.com. All right. Johnny writes in, hey, guys, and Bev, uh, have you thought about creating a Facebook group for listeners? It could be a good addition to the forum. I also had a segment suggestion, uh, the Pico Brewcaster Challenge. <laughs> I know it probably won't happen, but it brings back a great uh, segment and involves a sponsor. Thanks from Johnny. Uh, first of all, don't we have a Facebook group? It's probably like a private one. Who knows? I have no idea. And I don't understand the purpose. Like, we have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook page, but just, I mean, I know it's in, in, in addition to the forum, but then you miss out on the information on the forum if you're just hanging out on the Facebook page, because that's what tends to happen. People can't focus on too many things, so just... Go to the forum. Yeah. Treat that like your Facebook group. I also think there's a Facebook group. So I'm sure there that is. We don't manage or anything. I think no. it was started by our listeners. So yeah. it, I just don't know if it's active or anything, but you can go look for I'm that. Sure you can and search for it and it'll tell you if it's closed. But you can request access to it, mm-hmm. even if it is. So, sure. yeah, so do that. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, it's too many things to, to manage. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the Pico Brewcaster Challenge, although I. I <laughs> We've sort of already done I like that the twice. Brewcaster <laughs> Challenge. But uh, we never really finished with you guys, though, did we? No. No. Scheduled it. We're coaching. I think champions. you guys eat a tasty brood anyway. And, I did. Oh, uh, you both brewed. Doc brewed. I brewed, but not yet. Oh. That, I, I thought I was waiting on Doc to brew. No, that's coming gone. Oh. Did you do it on the show? You no, didn't bring didn't. him into the show, though. No. You brewed no. him, and then we left it hanging. Yeah, and then I drank it. There got old. Mike got old. Yeah. yeah, no, I wouldn't make us test on those for sure. I just, do we want to fucking finish this thing or do you just want to be co-victor? We have to finish start? it. We, we have do, to. Especially Is anybody we'll, asking for it? It's been like two years yeah. in the making, man. Oh, yeah. Babies have been born. People yeah. have died. Yeah. Poor, poor Tasty hated brewing that thing the first time. Now he's what, gotta, what was it again? I forget. It was like I, a Gruit or I some bullshit, it. wasn't it? No, no, no. It was Spice uh, beer. Spice beer. Uh, yeah, that's well, right. Well, there you go. I, I mean, I, you can borrow Doc's uh, friggin' Pico Brew. I thought I was waiting on you to brew it, Doc. Well, I got this. Oh, you got, yeah, you got no, I remember I it. had a triple, and I, you had some. Oh. He said, oh, that's really good. And then... Shit. And then nothing. Yeah. That was it. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll talk about it off air. Mm-hmm. See if you want to do it. All, all right. right uh, David wrote in, uh, the founder show isn't there. You finally have a brewery for my home state, and I can't download it. Uh, what the fuck? Nothing gets done with Justin's on vacation. <laughs> That's not true. Actually, I've been really good on vacation recently. But you're right. The founder show didn't go up until today. Uh, but it's there now, David. So sorry about the delay. Uh, epileptic brewer. Right. <laughs> I think he's really... If he's not really epileptic, it's not a very cool name, is it? If he is no. epileptic, I feel like it's a dangerous thing to be doing. Especially on this show, because I, I'm, like, biting my tongue. I got a feeling he is. Right. I hope, like, he wears... Oh, at least, like... I hope he wears, just like, like, a welding petite outfit and shit. <laughs> just hoping it's only petite mall seizures, not... Yeah. Not grand mall. He's probably on the weed and shit. It's fine. All right. Hey, guys in Bebo, he says. Darth Maul. uh, (laughs) I want to say I've been enjoying the shows for years now, and uh, you've been an immense help in advance my home brewing. Um, Unfortunately, you've done too good a job, uh, which he says must be a first for us. Uh, as I've recently left the lab and have become a professional brewer at a small craft brewery near my home. Nice. Congrats, man. That's never happened on this show. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if we had how much? 
$100 from every brewer that went pro. Jesus. For every listener that went pro? Yeah, sorry, every yeah. listener that went pro. Five grand, maybe? <laughs> No, I think more than that. Yeah, for the retroactive, yeah. we had a thousand dollars every month. We'd get a check, thousand dollars for every brewer. If like if, mm, mm. like a oh no, they just want to thank us. <laughs> yeah, the verbal, the verbal no. tip, <laughs> the old we, we verbal tip. It. Well, we will Hand have a new. Better than no jobs. We will have a new brewery sponsor <laughs> next month. Yeah, yeah, nice. Nesha Mini Creek Brewing. Wow, welcome That's into the mouthful. session. And it is. Cool. We'll have to learn how to say it properly. Say it again. So it's happening. Yeah. Slowly, Slowly and way too late, but it's happening. It has been happening. So that's I've good noticed news. that. Yeah. yeah, I run into two hundred fifty dollars a year of donors all the time that say they they donate because you know, they got professional brewers. Oh, that's nice. Remember the guy at NHC this year? I talked about this. He can't. He gave us a dollar for every show, mm-hmm. which turned out to be something like twelve hundred dollars. So yeah, he, it was twelve hundred bucks. He came to NHC. He's a professional now. And he just said to Bevo, I wasn't at the booth, he said to Bevo, um, hey, so I just, uh, I am thankful for the shows and the education I've gotten, so I wanted to give you a dollar for every show. And I'm sure Bevo's thinking like, well, okay, whatever. And then he hands her a $1,200 check. And then I cried. Just a regular guy. Yeah. <laughs> totally happened. And then what happened? <laughs> wow. We went to the strip club. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what do we always do? What else would he went? Yeah. Um, so that cool. was cool. Anyhow. Um, Stripper money. Okay, he does say, this, of course, means that I'm broke as fuck and will have to temporarily give up <laughs> such luxuries as supporting Justin's stupid travel plans. Uh-huh. So not only is this guy not going to become a sponsor, <laughs> he's going to drop his donations. We're, <laughs> this is fucked up. It's hard times. Uh, he, he asked, is Justin even there today? Oh, well, I, am. I am. Wow, he's just, he's going after you. You fucking asshole. He's going after you. We should, uh, yeah, what the hell? Really, your two dollars a month you had to drop off because you became a because you were stupid enough to leave your good lab job and become a professional brewer, otherwise known as a janitor. <laughs> By the way, you probably get paid paid better as a janitor because most of those are union jobs. Nice janitor sure. in a school district. Get a job on Bart. Forget about brewing. Yeah, what job? Okay, but here it is, the verbal thank you. I want to send a huge thanks to Palmer, Jamil, Tasty, Doc, Warren, Bevo, Scott, Jay, and uh-huh. Nate for all the great info and putting on a great show. Uh, a small begrudging thanks to JP for all the information and putting on a show. Yeah. And a small thanks to Justin as well, but only if he's actually there today. So, so there you go. You've earned a thanks. Yeah, you can keep your fucking thanks. <laughs> It doesn't keep you warm at night. You can't put a thanks into yeah, the fire. He, he takes his money away, and he gets a pound of flesh at the same time. How's <laughs> yeah. he winning twice? We're losing twice. Uh, he says he'll start uh, contributing again when he can afford it. Uh, let me know if you end up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Why would we let you know? What are you going to do? What are you going to do for me? You can't buy me a beer. If you can't pay $2 a month, you can't buy us all a beer in That's Cincinnati, true. Ohio. Well, we want you to berate us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're, we're gonna, give us a nasty email again. He's going to hang out so you can call us a dickhead all day? Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm kidding. Epileptic Brewer, uh-huh. well done. Congratulations. I wish you, wish you luck. Thanks for the appreciation. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do this. we got to get to a break. And uh, when we come back, it's time to talk to um, Old Republic Brewery. Old Republic, baby. i got to get that Dortmunder in my glass. Yeah, it's ready, man. Right? Yeah. Uh, award medal winning Dortmunder. Yes. Liquids. Yeah. And others. So hang in there. We'll be right back with Simon from Old Republic Brewery. You're listening to The Session.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? First Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. The Vault, created by White Labs. The Vault is a collection of new, creative, and unique yeast strains from around the world. These strains have never been available to homebrewers. Most have not even been available to professionals. You have the power to release the yeast. Through the Vault, White Labs is giving you the power to decide which strains are put into production and giving you the opportunity to brew with these strains. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and pre-order the yeast strain of your choice and encourage your friends to do the same. Once 250 pre-orders have been achieved, White Labs will put that strain into production. The strain will be mailed directly to your doorstep, ready to make the beer you've always wanted to brew. This program was created with the home brewer in mind. White Labs is relying on you to help release these strains, which may blaze the way for future new and unique beers. Help release the yeast. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications. With more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. 
Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold, 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good, and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brendan Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing Beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larksburg, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to The Session on The Brewing Network. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We are hanging out with Old Republic Brewing Company today and uh, and drinking their beer. Yeah. Uh, which is really good. We're going to talk about that in a second. But before we do that... Grog Tag. Don't forget about Grog Tag. Homebrewing's all about expression. You make the beer the way you want it. It tastes the way you want it. Why not make it look the way you want it? With Grog Tag, you can make your labeling dream a reality. Use their pre-made templates or upload your own uh, upload your own artwork to create the best thing about your beer, the labels. That actually would be the best thing about my beer. Right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, they also have custom bottle caps, metal signs, coasters, and even tap handles, all outfitted uh, with whatever kooky thing you can come up with. So head over to grogtag.com today, and here's what you can do. Get 10% off when you enter code JAN17, J-A-N-17, and get 10% off your order at grogtag.com. Go check them out. Good friends of ours who have been taking care of us for a long time, and uh, they take care of you, too. Go check them. All right. So today on the show, we've got uh, Simon Olney. Am I saying the last name right, Simon? Near enough. Near enough. <laughs> yeah. How do you say it? Olney. Olney. Yes. It's a little more on the it's all. A lifetime of correcting people. Yeah. You, yeah. You've stopped correcting, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm done with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's annoying. It's always it strange. Annoying, dude. I, if the name is grossly misrepresented, yeah. uh, then I get it. But sometimes, like, when he get it just a little wrong. I never understand when people correct me. <laughs> Especially like at our age, right? And I'm just I know, like, right? It's enough already. It's, fuck it. I used to do it a lot. Who cares? Because people always, growing up, Petros. Yeah. Petros, P- and it's, if you just sound it out, Petros, that's the way it is. It's not hard to do, but it's always Petros. But, you would you, at Petros. but nowadays, would you correct that? Because yes. I think that would make you a dick. I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, my name's Jason. I'm a total asshole. <laughs> I have never met, met before. Yeah. Uh, it depends on the situation. Okay. The you first know what I mean? day in grade school. And you know that new teacher is going to butcher your name. Yeah. If you don't correct her right then, then it's, then you're it's the rest of your life. Of the year. Yeah. 
Even when people called me Jason, I was, I was like, whatever. <laughs> I thought, that, want, was, I thought I that was your name. Yeah. <laughs> See, exactly. But I now, want, if they I call me Tasty that, or something, then, then I'm like, Whoa. Then you never correct us. Yeah. You need some yeah. yeah. clarification. But if you want to build a history of that person, you got to, you know. Yeah. Because then they're going to feel like an asshole. That's the way I think about it. They're going to feel like a dick if they hear someone else call you, hey, Tom, and they call That's you, true. you know, Barbara. <laughs> it's true. They're just, yeah. You're right about that. I'm doing it for you. There's a whole etiquette there. Thank you. All right, so Simon's from Old Republic Brewery. Uh, where are you guys from? We are Nevada City, Nevada City uh, okay. California. Yeah. Um, most people think that's actually in Nevada, but it's not. Yeah. Um, so it's up in the uh, Sierra foothills, just a little north of Auburn. Okay. Um, from here, about three hours. Was it recently taken by the British? Or uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. I, I invaded that myself. It's part of Brexit, uh, exactly. Right. We, we all had to go country. somewhere. And we won Nevada City too. <laughs> okay, you can have it. So yes, I am English, um, and uh, actually, my business partner Jim was born in uh, Germany. Okay. Uh, well, go figure. Why we make German lagers and English ales? So, yeah, I was. Yeah. So I mentioned that early on in the show that you guys, uh, I guess, a lot of people will call the that realm uh, continental. Loggers is that the right term? Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good way of saying it. I'm always very um, defensive of England not being a part of Europe. Okay, um, and so I always say you know continental lagers and English ales. Okay, very specifically, but we can say continental beer. Okay, and I'll and I'll let you get away with. And you're one. fine with that. I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> so as a concept, when the two of uh, what's your partner's name? Jim. Okay, so when you and Jim started Old Republic. It was to to pay an ode to these kind of continental beers that you guys. Yeah, sort of. Um, it, we we uh, so uh, Jim and I were actually um, brothers-in-law. And, okay. Um, oh, the family business got that right. Shit. And um, so we, when we met back in '95, um, we had both been homebrewing for a long period of time, and then started homebrewing together. Obviously, okay. And um, and then we both went off our way, off in different ways. Um, he was working with his, uh, some wineries in uh, Lodi and in Napa. Okay. Um, I was owning. I own my own business in Sacramento. Which was what? Uh, graphic design, actually. Okay. So, brew grog or whatever it was that you were just grog talking tag, about. Grog yeah. tag, yeah. There you go, see? Yeah. Taking business away from the, uh, <laughs> the graphic designer. Yeah, do but, it yourself. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I ended up going back to England, working for a corporation in England. Um, Jim was working for a pretty large winery in Napa, and we both just got a little... Not disgruntled, but just fed up with the the corporate world. Yeah, and uh, I came back to Napa area for a wedding, and uh, went out with Jim, re, re, rekindled a friendship and a, a relationship with him, and uh, we actually um, got very drunk at Morimoto's. I'm so happy this is part yes. of the story. <laughs> yeah, okay. And um, so the brewery actually uh, was started on three bottles of sake. Wow. Yeah, yes. I make my best decisions when I'm drunk. Absolutely. I know. I really highly yeah. recommend that. Yeah. It's the real it's, you. All your decisions. <laughs> it's right bare bones. You can't make shit up then. Exactly. It's all thing. real right then, right? That's right? Yeah. So what did you say that night that, hey, why don't we give this a shot? At, we both like brewing. We, we both homebrew. Maybe we should open something? Um, yeah, it was along those lines. It was more like, shit, this sake's really good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we drank three bottles of it. And like I said, uh, we actually went a little while because I went back to England, um, carried on working. And we started Skyping a business plan of um, a very small um, nanobrewery, really. Okay. And uh, sort of uh, have a pizza oven, that kind of thing in Nevada City. And Who was living in Nevada City at this point? Uh, Jim. Just is, Jim. Yes. Okay. And it didn't matter which way we cut the numbers. It just wasn't working. A nanobrewery yeah. was not going to make a living for us. Yeah. 
And so it sort of grew into something more. Um, we decided to go down the road of being a brewery without a food element, uh, which seemed very popular at the time. I know Barry Essay Brewing and a few others were yep. doing that kind of same thing. Yeah. And um, it seemed to be the right way for us to go at that time. And um, so, yeah, so we bought a seven-barrel brewing system out of Canada. Um, which was actually somebody's home brewing system. Really? Or not. Yeah, those <laughs> Canadians, rich man. Canadian <laughs> asshole with a seven barrel homebrew kit. Wow. So the uh, the Canadian laws are different. Yeah, you can brew seven barrels Ooh. at a time. Okay. At the uh, Canadian home brewing level. So it's. <laughs> I know, right? It's like a block party every weekend. (laughs) More than that. So uh, we bought that. We started our brewing system with um, four or five fermenters and about six or seven bright tanks. Okay. And um, we opened our brewery with uh, the black lager, uh, the um, dead canary. And uh, our English IPA, our Stout, and our Frontier Amber, our, our California Common. Okay. So that's what we actually opened the brewery with. So a nice mix of English ales and German-style lagers. And just to give some geographic uh, you know, element to our, our listeners who aren't from California, Nevada City, is it's not a bustling metropolis. No, um, pretty small. It's a, a smaller population. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of up in the. Is it the Sierra foothills? Would Sierra you say foothills, that? Grass okay, yeah. Valley, Nevada City, the, okay. 18, the, the the gold rush of eighteen forty nine, all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. And I only I bring this up just to for my next question is you know was your goal to really just service the the area then and and did you do a business plan based on that mm. that we could sell enough beer right here or did you did you know you'd have to distribute yes to both um there ha- there was no brewery there at that at that time okay um also the water is you know, spectacular. It's just um, snow melt. It, it is pretty much runoff yeah. water. It does go through the city system, but the city is very, very light okay. on how they handle the water. The water is just really extraordinary. Um, Do and you know the uh, like the compounds in the water? Um, not specifically. I did. I did at one stage. Okay. Um, uh, just because actually uh, uh, the 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 city manager of the of the water plant used to come in and test. Okay. Here yeah. Regularly. <laughs> so, um, nice. and he, yeah, Chris was uh, a lot of fun. He said, I'm just coming here to check the beer and make sure it's okay. <laughs> and um, and uh, so he used to give us those compound breakdowns. Okay. Um, and like I said, I, I, can't, I just really can't remember right but now. Whatever but whatever it is, light. you feel it really favors oh, yeah. the, these continental styles. Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. So generally, you would say the water's soft, I would assume? Um, it was. Which would let us feel better to lagers. Yes. Probably. And then it gave us an opportunity. You know, basically, we were running it through a carbon filter, mm-hmm. very, very simple. Um, and then we would reintroduce salts to salts to, to, bring to, to bring it back to where we wanted it to be for a Dortmund style water sure. or, or Munich or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no other brewery in town. Great water. Mm-hmm. Um, and but did you still think you'd have to sell more beer than just in the? Oh yeah, yeah. I think we realized that. Yeah. Um, and and Jim at that time was living in. I mean, and, and I'm living there now. But uh, it was where we wanted to be as part of our cultural part of our life you know yeah. uh, we didn't want to be in a big city we didn't want to have to drive from a town to a city so we figured 
We'll start a brewery there. Yeah. Yeah. Lifestyle is a big part of it. Yes, it is. Uh, you probably know him, a friend of ours, uh, the publisher of Celebrator Magazine. Tom Ms. Daldorf is Mr. up there, Daldorf. right? That's he's, right. He's in Nevada City, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. He's... He keeps asking me to come hang out, and I'm like, mm-hmm. God, it's way the fuck out there, man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he loves it. Yeah. I mean, the it's, area uh, looks great. No, he, he's great. Um, he, he frequents our bar very often. <laughs> cool. Um, we also frequent his house very often. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've actually been uh, Jim and myself and also... Uh, Dave from um, from Free Forks Brewery and the other brewery there. Okay, um, we get invited to, to come in and taste beers for the magazine. Oh and the yeah. Stuff. So it, for us, it's an awesome opportunity to drink beer from all over the country. And now you um, guys are like a little cool, beer man. city up there. I know. So uh, there is another brewery now. Yes, there is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Three yeah. Forks. Three Forks Brewery. Yes. Yeah. How old are they now? They are yeah. just coming up on two years. I okay. Think. Yeah. What do you know that what the population is Around, in general? Uh, specifically, I think for Nevada City, it's about three thousand. Okay. Okay. But then you got Grass Valley over the hill. Yeah. I would say total vicinity. The vicinity is probably thirty to forty thousand people. Okay, going out at some miles, you know. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would be your market, basically. That people Pretty much. Would come by and drink your beer. Yes. And that's so your format. Uh, Brewery, tap room, no um, food? Yes, at this time. Um, we are starting to talk about a food element. Um, we are also self-distributing um, up in the Tahoe Basin uh, pretty well. Also, we are self-distributing very heavily in the Grass Valley, Nevada City, Auburn, going down into Sacramento. And then, our, of course, our friends at Hen House Brewing who take care of us in the Bay. Um, and they do a great job for us. So. Okay. Yeah. That's great. So now you're down in the Bay. Are you farther than... That's it. That's it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. At this time. Okay. Um, there's discussion for Reno. There's also discussion for uh, LA as well. So got it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's spend. Let's shift gears a little bit. We'll get back to kind of the history of the company. But because we have this nice and cold uh, Dortmunder export, uh, what's this beer called? This is a Dortmunder export. Um, it is called Dead Canary. Okay. Um, which I understand has a, a great story behind the name, but the beer first. It's a great Dortmunder. Mm-hmm. It has that nice sweet malt uh, yes. character to it. Yep. Um, little crisp, little crisp bitterness thing happening. Yeah, yeah, enough hops to take care of that sweetness. Yeah, I like when the the sweetness isn't residual sugar, right? Like it's a di- when it comes literally from the. That's what the malt is supposed to taste yeah, it's like. Malt it's flavor. such a better flavor yeah. than re- residual. Sweetness, right, yeah. right, well, and this is a nice example of a Dortmunder. Nicole's here. Maybe we can get a better example, a better, oh, way better a vocabulary for that. for a residual sweetness. <laughs> yeah, what do you say? The difference, like when I, because sometimes I want to say, oh, that that beer has such a nice sweetness to it, but then people might go, oh, great, it's a, it's a malty sweet beer, and uh, yeah, residual <laughs> smacks. I think of like over over sweet, where it's like it's not your lips or whatever. I, I really try to avoid using the word sweet, and we're don't. talking okay. about residual sweetness. Okay, yeah, just because it, you know, you're either going to turn people off or you're going to make people that yeah. want a sweet beer think that they're going to get a sweet beer, and this isn't a. Sweet and it's beer. not. Yeah. So that's what I'm exactly what I'm worried about. Yeah. So what? How would I describe that malt character that I'm trying to get at? Which to me is some kind of sweetness, but I know that it's not sugar. It's just from the, the just that great malt. It's kind of the impression that you get. So, yeah. you know, like that graham crackeriness that you get from the, exactly. from the Pilsner malt. And okay. it's really strong in this beer. Yeah. It's a really nice Pilsner malt that yeah. you're using. We're using Weyermann. 
you know, 100%. Okay. Yep. Okay. And, you know, and, and what we were talking with Tasty a little earlier as well is, is, is adjusting the salts of the beer before we start the mash um, is absolutely critical. Um, and also, of course, the steps of the mash as well have got to be absolutely right on. Um, this is, as uh, they love to call it, a naked beer. And uh, you've got nothing to hide behind in this beer. Yeah. Um, it is very... You can easily make a mess of making this beer. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so you do a traditional step mash, not mm. just a single infusion? For, the, for this beer, yes. For this beer. Yes, absolutely. Okay. You have to. It's, uh, it's the only way you're going to get the flavor out of the malt. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of salt adjustments would lend to this beer? Ooh, just man, for yeah. our homebrew friends? Yes. Right? You know. Um... That's a very good question. I wish Jim was here right now. Well, Tasty he makes a great to, one, too, yeah. a great Dortmunder, so maybe you guys can collaborate. But what kind of salt would I need I to add? I assume you're adding, like, you know, sodium chloride. Sodium chloride. Sodium chloride, I mean. Uh, yeah. Yes. And, yes. Uh, That's going to help. Oh, here, sorry. Bring, it'll bring the maltiness. Mm-hmm. That's going to help with that impression of, of that subtle sweetness that you get right at the front, right, yeah. right at the first sip, right on the, the sort of top. The grainy flavor that you get, that just a little bit of, you just get the actual flavor of the grain in yeah. that first mouthful. Yeah. And if you're depending on your dissolved solids, it sounds like they're pretty low, you probably want to use some calcium carbonate as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah, you can tell that the water in this beer is makes a big part it, it is. of this beer. Yeah. Okay. You think, yeah. well, that's a no-brainer. Well, no, it matters how it, at the end. Mm-hmm. Like you say, there's no place to hide. Right. And if there's a little thing in the water that makes its way through, it, mm-hmm. it's, it train changes its what it is. Yep. comes another flavor than what you taste in the water, but it's just it's something in the beer you can tell. Yep. Yeah, this is a great one. Thank like you. It. And it's just yeah. one malt. 100% Wehrman Pilsner malt. Okay, yep. got it. Step yep. mashed. Uh, yeah. yep. Step mashed then, okay. And then uh, what kind of hops? Uh, noble. Just all, all of noble them. hops, yeah. All noble. Um, so the bittering is uh, a la tower, a um, little tender in it, and a little uh, and a little spice at the end. Okay. Yeah. So single uh, malt, single hop. Uh, we, we actually blend a couple of hops in there. Oh, you do? So yeah. Hop, just more little, than one noble. But they're, right, yeah, but they're, but they're nobles. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's excellent. It's wonderful. It, could, it really is. I could drink that for the rest of the night. Uh, this this yeah. beer won uh, best to show at the uh, California State Fair. Is that right? Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah, it slips your mind all the time. Yeah, I remember when it did. I go, oh my god, a Dormitter. It must be excellent. It was best of show judges. Uh, yeah, it was to funny pick that beer. Mm-hmm. We we were we were hopeful actually on some of our other beers that yeah. we'd entered. Sure. And uh, Big Mike Moore called us and he said, uh, "You're." Dortmunder won best of show, and it. Was, I mean, we both kind of had to take a seat, and yeah, um, first time in history, I think, that a light lager had ever yeah. won best of show. Wow, um, it was a big deal. That and, is a big deal. And the Vienna know, lager was, uh, and yeah, Figaro's uh, Vienna was yeah. second. Oh no, shit! Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I judged that. I judged that final round. Yeah. And then Did you? When we found yeah. out that the that the other beer was the. <laughs> oh, the, another light lager. Yeah, I think wow. it's. What's going on? Uh, is this it California? Must, yeah, yeah, the times know, right? are changing, baby. It must have. Yeah, it, it probably upset a few people. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt. I mean, Good. we were we were ecstatic, of course. And yeah. uh, to win best of show for any brewery with any beer is a big deal. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And uh, to do that with a Dortmunder is, uh, I, th- I think we were pretty proud of that. Yeah, yeah. you should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's real competitive, the California State Fair. We have a lot of great breweries. Here. Mm-hmm. They all, they all Absolutely. Yes. yes. And Nicole, I would assume if this were being judged as a style, as a Dortmunder, that it would score very well in any of any type. Oh of, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It just fits right in there. Yeah, um, for sure. Something though that 
you know, you guys talked about the malt and the hops, but something that has to absolutely be masterful about the style is going to be your fermentation and your yeast choices and your yeast management. Because mm-hmm. talk about having nothing to hide behind, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's like, we're, we're very fortunate. We got, uh, fairly early on, we got involved with a company called Chillertron, and um, they actually manage White Labs for all their lab, uh, for all their uh, yeast um, propagation. Okay. And we got involved with those guys uh, fairly early on, and their management system is pretty extraordinary, actually. And uh, we've been able to, in fact, I was looking at the, the bank. We have 12 fermenters right now. And, you know, we talk to brewers, and brewers talk about, oh, you we maybe have a one or two degree swing in our fermentation. And we're like, okay, wow, that seems kind of a lot. <laughs> And they're like, well, no, that's really what we're at. I was looking at the bank the other day, and all 12 fermenters were within one degree. Okay. Total. Like wow. all 12 of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're like, yeah, no, this system works pretty it's well. Good. It works really well. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so we've been really fortunate with that. Great support from those guys. And um, that's really helped us, I think, in the management of, of the fermentation. Um, the... Uh, our yeast management is, is pretty good. Okay. It has to be. When you're making this kind of beer, you've got to be on it. Yeah. Do you have a just kind of a house lager yeast that you would use for this, or is this a, just a Dortmunder yeast? It is a house lager yeast, okay. yes. So same as the Vienna lager, for example? Um, we use a house lager strain, yes. Okay. So it does this one. It does our Vienna. It okay. does our black lager. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Does it have origins in Germany, I assume? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. What temp? Do you know the temp that they? Uh, Our fermentation for this beer is fifty degrees. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That seems yep. warm. Uh, it's uh, what it? we find works uh, best. Yeah. yeah. Is that not tasty? It's, no, fifty fifty five and most yep. lager yeast. Yep. But yeah. the Wild Labs list is the optimum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Yep. Yeah. You think a lot of people like to do forty five? I don't know what they're doing down there. There aren't any esters being created at fifty. Okay. Right. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not tasting them, so I'm certainly not criticizing it. Just in, from what we hear here, I just yep. thought that that sounded a little warm. I mean, there's no doubt, you know, if you're fermenting at 50, um, you, you know, your fermentation. I mean, our fermentation is pretty much two weeks. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, when you're doing ales, of course, it's, you know, four days or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Burn through it. Okay. Well, before we go to break... Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell us the story behind the name of this beer. All right. Okay. Which so, is... <laughs> okay, so we called it Dead Canary. So the name came before the beer. Um, we were in construction. We started construction on our place back in 2010. Um, really cool little uh, building. Well, actually, subterranean building th- on three sides. And uh, with glass front doors. It's really quite nice. Um, anyway, there was one small toilet in one corner. So inevitably, we have concrete saws in there. We're, we're cutting holes. We're cutting trenches and the likes of. And the first concrete saw we got, it was all great and everything's good. And then we had to cut some more and we rented another one. And this one came with like the choke was stuck on or something. Okay. We basically spent an afternoon in there with this concrete saw going, gave ourselves carbon monoxide poisoning. Wow. Yeah. And um, Jim and I go <laughs> at the end of the night, we're like, whoa, man, I'm like, my head hurts a lot. Yeah. You, know? you think about the worst hangover you've ever had in your life, like yeah. about college. Yeah, it was, kind of stuff, right? it was just yesterday. It was yesterday. And then kind of triple that and then add a couple more just for good measure. That's pretty much what it was like. Oh, God. Pounding pain. Oh, wow. 
And did uh, you know that this was happening, but you had to just keep going? Well, or? no. The carbon monoxide it kind of creeps up on you. Yeah. You don't even realize you're intaking it. Yeah. Anyway, we get home and we're recovering with a beer and laying on the couch. As you do. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, man, I said, you know, you hear these stories of uh, of you know when they used to take the, the the canaries down the mines for the gases and all that. And he's like, oh, Jim's like, dead canary, what a great name for a beer. <laughs> Yeah. So and so the irony of it, of course, is Dortmund is a mining region yeah. as well. Yeah. And so, of course, Nevada City, great mining area as well, and it has its great history. So it just kind of all sort of fell together as like Dead Canary Lager, Dead Canary Dortmunder, blah blah yeah. blah. So it's so much better than what it could have been. Like I know. Dead Partner. Uh, dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead. dead. Eddie, yeah. 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 Brewery never happened. <laughs> Everything's Water. fucked. Like it could have been really bad. Yeah. I don't remember my name. Yeah, exactly. We didn't for a couple of days, man. It was it was wow. rough. Wow. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. Passing out in front of the concrete saw. Yeah. That's a not cool. Uh, good name. I like the story and uh, a really great beer. Well done on that. Thank you very really much. Really glad to have you here today. <laughs> yeah, so we got more beer to try uh, tonight from Old Republic. So hang in there with us. We're going to take a, a break here in just a second. But before we do, if you're looking for homebrew supplies, don't forget about our friends over at Great Fermentations. They have the largest catalog of Blickman products to help you make that badass brewery at home. Um, and their staff's the best trained in the biz on using Blickman. They offer top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on many items. Check them out at greatfermentations.com and go like them on Facebook at GR. GR8 Fermentation, uh, at GR8 Fermentation, and Instagram and Twitter as well, at Great Fermentation. Go to greatfermentations.com and check them out. All right, when we come back, we've got some beer to try. What do we have on our list here? I see, like, a nice strong one for you, JP. Uh, plus, we've it. got the Knight's Cross Vienna Lager. We're going to do that one. Um, and it's going to be a good night of beer here. So hang in there. We've got Old Republic on the show with us. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, 
Spray-Tan, Santa Clean, Lubricants and Defoamers, pH Stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hey, what's up? This is Blake from Creature Comforts. You're listening to The Session on The Brewing Network. Yes, welcome back to the show. We're hanging out with Old Republic Brewery and having a good time talking beer even at the breaks uh, <laughs> because beer's so damn good. That's what we do, baby. And, uh, great show. You'll never hear. We're just having a good time doing <laughs> yeah, it. You'll never know <laughs> if we love it or not. Someday, I, you know, I should have been recording the breaks all these years. Right, right. And then right. when we're ready to retire or... You know, people just laugh us out of the business or something. Um, we could release the breaks tapes. <laughs> the breaks tapes. Right? And all of the great conversations that have happened at the breaks, which uh, some of them have been perverted. Some, uh, Most of them are just about great beer techniques. Yeah. Uh, but every now and then you get a little weird thing happening. Um, <laughs> That's true. But all for not, because unless we're going to do this for another 10 years, I could start now. 
uh, recording the breaks. Do it. But, do uh, it. Let's do it. Right? I yeah. should just start recording I want to be them. on tape number yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You will be. <laughs> All right, real quick, uh, don't forget about our friends over at the American Homebrewers Association. Um, you know, Simon here was a homebrewer. We were all homebrewers. And the American Homebrewers right. Association can help you be the best homebrewer you can. Uh, they also help keep it legal for you and make it legal for you for some of, of those, uh, you know, who couldn't do it in states. Um, then you just get a bunch of cool stuff out of it, like Zymergy Magazine and the new Brew Guru beer app, which tells you where all the benefits you get from the AHA membership are. Uh, for example, if you were walking down the street here in Concord next to the Hop Grenade, the Brew Guru app would tell you to come on in and get a discount on your beer. Before you get mugged. Yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. It would say, go in fast. <laughs> no, we have a nice neighborhood. Yeah, we do. I'm totally kidding. In, in Concord, nice. we're in the one block radius that is a nice neighborhood. <laughs> I'm mostly kidding. Yeah, very low crime rate right here. It does, yeah. yeah. I almost right feel safe when I walk to my car. Yeah. <laughs> High homeless, low crime. Yes. That's our city motto. You actually look like you're in a... Bulletproof uh, broom here. And <laughs> oh, I am. Yeah. That's, she asked for that to be as, as specifically bulletproof. I feel Double safe. duty. Yeah. I asked for this to just be a wall. I didn't even want there to be a window. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can go to homebrewersassociation.org to get more information or just click the AHA link on our homepage and become a member. Uh, help us help you by doing that. All right. So we're still here with Simon. And um, I just tasted the Vienna Lager, mm-hmm. which anyone who's been listening to the show for a while knows I'm a. I'm I'm a really big fan of this style. Yes. As a matter of fact, we got invited up to Sierra Nevada for their, their beer camp program. Uh, it was uh, the Brewing Network, the Hop Grenade, and Public House uh, over in San Francisco. Yeah. And the style we chose to brew was Vienna Lager because so many of us were fans. It was called Slow Clap, by the way. Ah, <laughs> uh, well done. Well done. Uh, you know, we didn't want to go in there and make some just like hop forward crazy. We all loved Vienna Lager. This, just like the Dortmunder, is a great example of the style, man. Yeah. Good job. It's, um, so back in the day, you know, we're talking about the the the, uh, the Canadian seven-barrel system that we had. And um, we were making our regular beers, you know, what we call our legacy beers. And um, we wanted to start a project of beers that we decided we would call Project X. Okay. So Project X was a series of beers that either... You didn't see in the marketplace very often, hence the Vienna Lager, um, or were beers that were so out of style as such that um, they, they weren't really classified as a style, but there was something that we were pretty excited about making. Okay. Um, so the Project X series obviously includes this Vienna Lager, also includes our Dark Matter, which is a black Scotch ale, um, our Chocolipto, which is a um, cocoa husk infused imperial chocolate. Stout. Yum. Uh, it is very yum. Bevo's clapping. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and um, and also um, a French style beer de garde that we do. Called, oh, nice. Called Precious, yes. Okay. Nice. And so um, there are other beers that are going to be added to this group of project beers. Um, we've started our own barrel club now. We're actually now doing some barrel aging on some of these beers. And so this group of beers are very special. And back in the day when we were just doing seven barrels, this Vienna we only made twice a year. 
Wow. Okay. Um, and that was it. You know, so it became extremely. You could only have it by the pint. We wouldn't even let it go out in growlers or in kegs to accounts. It was just you come wow. to the tap room and you drink it, and when it's gone, it's gone. You got to wait another six months. And it was popular in that way. Oh yeah, people would come. Yeah, down. absolutely. So let me just, and I want to come back to this beer specifically, but on this <clears throat> concept of beers that you're doing mm-hmm. and now, this was a few years ago now. But a friend of mine who opened a brewery, um, you know, he thought. You know, I don't have to put out an, an IPA. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do these other beers, much like you guys have have done, right? <laughs> but he quickly learned <laughs> that the that the market w- wasn't really ready for that, and that if could he stay in business with that plan? Yes, probably so. But could he grow and become profitable and like really become a part of this craft beer mo- you know boom if he didn't do some of these popular styles? Right. Mm-hmm. So he ended up. You know, keeping to his roots and doing the, these other stuff, but he had to he had to produce a pale ale and an IPA. Right. Okay. So my question is, you know, you guys seem to have been able to not necessarily have to do that. Uh, well, that's not strictly true. Actually, okay. we do we do an American pale ale and we do, we do an American IPA as well. Um, but but do we, they affect your bottom line in the way that most people are like, hey, uh, if you don't have an IPA, you can't stay in business. Right. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, absolutely not. We do it to complement and support the beer styles that we have. Okay. Yeah. Um, and because we have people that come into the tap room and say, hey, I want an IPA. Yeah. You know, um, and it's like any bar service. You, exactly. gotta, you want a beer for everybody. Exactly. You, you have make to. your own. You got to yeah. make a beer for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, we do an English IPA, um, Lucky Joe, and it's an awesome beer. But people that come into the brewery, they're like, no, I want an American one. I want that Simcoe hop. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah. And which is great, you know, and I have no problem with that. But yeah. at the same time, if I've got somebody coming into the brewery, into the tap room, then you. you there's going to be that group that are going to say, no, I want that American IPA, and you really do need to provide that to them. Sure. Um, hmm. So, yeah, so we've, we've, we've balanced that. Okay. Um, definitely our focus is the lagers. Our focus is English ales. And then as a, as a secondary part to it is our American-style beers. So I like that balance about it. And, and I agree with you. I think if I were the a brewery owner, I, I would think the same way, that there's there's nothing wrong with producing beers that people are asking for. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. No. But I like that it's not the kind of end-all, be-all for your brand and for yeah. what you guys are doing. It's just, it's just kind of supplemental. Yeah. And do you think that's a change in, you know... In the the consumer's palate recently, that now we've gone back to Vienna lagers. I remember not being able to find a good Vienna lager. And right. Oh, you could about never it. find one. And yeah. now yeah. I think they, they. I'm not saying it's a, it's rampant, but they, I feel it's not, like it's I not a goza for God's sake. <laughs> we, we, make, yeah. we make a rampant Vienna. We do. <laughs> That'd be a good name. It's, it's rampant. Rampant. But yes. I feel like I can find a good Vienna here yeah. and there right. now. Right. It, well, so here's it, we. I've, Jim and I have had this discussion a lot over the last five years because when we started um, Tom Doldorf came yeah. to us and said yeah. you're not making an American IPA said, what the hell's wrong with you two mm-hmm. and we're like we're not going to make an American IPA you did? we're going to okay. do an English IPA you know yeah. and for five years that's what we did and like I said last year or in the within the last two years we started doing an American IPA and an American pale ale and they sell well yeah. and there's nothing wrong with it but it's not the focus of what we do um, we had another friend of ours saying make an American IPA and be proud of it 
you know, just because you do lagers and continental beers and English ales doesn't mean you can't do that. You yeah. make great beer. Just make great beer. And that's so we make a great American IPA. That's yeah. true. Versatility. That's, yeah. that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I think eventually it's going to be included in some act in the ADA where every bar has to have um, – you have to make an, you have to make an IPA yeah. or else you're, you're alienating some sort of weird subsect of people that, that can't get by without it. Are, yeah. you, right. are you calling people that drink IPA disabled? Yes. Yes. That's Very much so, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's disabled. Well, he has here, a T-shirt that says yeah. it, actually. Sometimes he wears it. <laughs> yeah, it's just dirty right now. Here's an interesting thing, though. Uh, my, you know, my business partner, Jim, came from the wine industry. He worked for uh, wineries in Napa and in Lodi, um, big production facilities plus smaller boutique uh, wineries. And, um, you know, you hear the story about the Californian American wine industry and how, you know, white Zinfandel was big and then Zinfandels and then Merlot. Well, and people graduate, yes. you know, yeah. and they go past these introductory wines. And then now they're seeking out the Pinot Noirs and the, and the more sophisticated type of wines. And I think that's what's happening with the beer industry right now. And, and Jim and I have had uh, this discussion a lot in that once that person gets past that introductory beer, whether it's an IPA or an Amber or whatever it is, and then all of a sudden they're like, I want to try something else. I want, yeah. to, I want to start experimenting. you know. And I think that's where the sour uh, beer um, explosion has happened is that people are really wanting to experience different ways of drinking beer. Yeah. And we're seeing that now where people now are coming back to us and saying, I want a really great lager. Yeah. You know, and I want to really, I want to try something with some depth. And oh my God, I can't believe you're making a lager that's this sophisticated and got this much flavor in it. Right. Um, so that's exciting for us. You know, we've been doing this now the last five years and we haven't really changed our program, but people now are coming to us and saying, you guys are doing a great job. How long have you been doing it? Well, and so <laughs> that's an element that I want to add to this because, of course, I just asked about the consumer's palate. And then you're mentioning, uh, you know, consumers just becoming more refined. Mm -hmm. But I would say that when I started in this business, um, brewers weren't producing these styles as well as they are now either. Mm -hmm. In other words, I could I could have found a Dortmunder and I could have found a, a Vienna. Yeah. But they really weren't knocking my socks off. The, the beers that were knocking my socks off were pale ales and, and, right. and IPAs. And I guess I'm saying that the brewers have grown up, too, not just the consumers. Oh, so now you that. guys are making, you know, just because the style is sophisticated doesn't mean you can make a sophisticated one. So you're saying I'm not sophisticated? No, I'm saying you <laughs> I'm saying you. But he has an accent. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. You don't just get to skate by yeah, Come on. Contrary to Bebo's popular belief, yes. you don't just get to skate by. Actually, what I'm yes, saying is that brewers like yourselves have become sophisticated yes. in, your, in your brewing process in your skill, in your trade. There is no doubt. But yeah. But, but here's the irony of the whole thing is, is that all that all that brewing experience and ability to make great beer was always there. Yeah. So all Jim and I did was look back into the past and say, wow, look at the way they're making beer. Look at the way the Germans are making beer. Look at the way the English are making the beer. Right. They're not just making beer. They're artfully creating this thing yeah. and that was where we got our inspiration i mean we were converting our homebrew system to completely and utterly automated managed system wow to be able to manage our fermentation rates yeah and um you know even down to using spoon you know doing spooning right so spooning is a german way 
of stopping the beer from doing its full fermentation at three or four points above terminal gravity. And you bung it off, and then the, the, the yeast then is creating carbonation in the beer. Um, it gives you that beautiful champagne-style bubble, very, very light, very delicate. Mm-hmm. And it is an effervescence almost rather than carbon dioxide. You know, it, you see what I'm saying? It's, it just has it's not beautiful, harsh and acidic. Exactly. It is more, yeah. I agree with you. And it's a smaller fits, bubble character. Exactly. Yeah. And it fits perfectly with that style of beer that we're doing with those German-style lagers. That's what they require for, that, for their, for their um, carbonation. Right. So those are the things that we were looking at, but... Germans have been doing this for hundreds of years. There's I'll nothing new. I agree with you that it they was already there, delivery. but it required brewers to spend the time to study that, mm-hmm. figure out how to replicate, how to do it yourself. So, so I do agree with you that you maybe you're not reinventing the wheel. We're not. Yeah. But in the beginning of, not even it wasn't even the beginning. In the middle of craft beer is about where I jumped in. You know, I think still brewers just kind of, well, I'm going to do it my way. And yeah, no, I got the recipe for a Vienna lager. I got it. I know how to make a Vienna lager. Right. That's different than studying the techniques that it right. takes to produce this beer. Yeah. And so I think as you, as brewers, have matured, uh, as much as the consumers have, right. now we get this. Again. Yes. And so, so we do get more styles now because you are making them for us. Yes. You know, in, in such a way that they. Um, I think they do respect to the original style. I, I, and I think so. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, our, our Vienna is definitely a little more robust than most Viennas would be. Ours was way robust. It was real good, though. It is, it is a bigger beer. It is a higher alcohol beer. Um, I think if Anton Dreyer was sire today, I think he'd think it was pretty good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I was going to say, there's there's... A, another kind of cultural shift that we have to remember too is that we've moved beyond craft brewers having to fight to differentiate themselves from the big guy. So, you know, think back 10 or 15 years ago and Stone is like, you know, no fuzzy, fizzy yellow beer, you right. know? Yeah. And now fuzzy they're ma- yellow beer. Yeah. Or fuzzy yellow beer. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants that either. Um, but now they're making, you know, fizzy yeah. yellow beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, because consumers are now saying, hey, like, I buy craft beer. I don't buy a six pack of IPA and then a twelve pack of PBR. I yeah. only buy craft beer. Yeah. So there's some voids that need to be filled. They're filling that with more flavorful lager. So, yeah. And it's it's you know both. It's you know it, you can't separate it. Is it is it the beer drinker or is it the the brewer? Because yeah. they you know breweries are businesses, so they inform each other a little bit. I agree. It's certainly not separate. I just sometimes on my side of the table, it's always easy to ask about the the consumer, right? And what what about the consumer? And what are they telling you? And what are they? But I I just I yeah I, I'm just agreeing with you. The brewer had to grow up too. We have we have a, we've reached a point of maturity yeah. in craft beer where you know we can we can stop. They being like we're not like our parents. But I do. Believe, I do feel though. Um, you know, there are breweries out there that uh, are producing some great beer. There are also some breweries out there that are kind of doing the shock factor with you know, let's put some weird stuff in the beer. Um, yeah, that has its place, I guess. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that um, except that for me and Jim, I think in our in our business plan, and this was kind of the philosophy, I guess, of all. Public brewery was we want to drink beer that is really great to drink we don't necessarily want to talk about it 
<laughs> we don't necessarily want to. <laughs> Me neither. Right? But it's, you know, and I think that's just as important, you know, is, is that we can sit down and talk about this Vienna if we want to. But we can also not <laughs> and just drink it and right. enjoy it. It fits into the scene and yeah, it's yeah. not obstructive. Yeah, and I think that's a really important part about who we think we are is that we're that beer that you can sit and talk about and have a great conversation about or you sit and have conversation while you're drinking the beer. Yeah. You don't have to know the whole ingredients exactly. list to even begin to like exactly. the beer. I can't tell you how many times I've tasted a beer and gone, oh, God, that's awful. And then and then the brewer or the representative says, oh, well, it has these nine ingredients i'm like oh actually that's pretty good for having those ingredients from that much, yeah. that much stuff if you yeah. hadn't told me that there's no way i would <laughs> right. find anything of value in this yeah. yeah 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 so, simon i gotta get back to this uh what i call capping the fermenter you had a german name for uh, spooning spooning yes every time i hear that it sounds uh, like you're spooning i yeah. know yeah. it's great which kind of <laughs> is also a very nice thing so, so it is yeah. so, so makes the beer better yeah. So I assume somewhere in the ferment you make a judgment call, probably based on the gravity that it's it is. Start. Yeah, absolutely. That is that, 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 okay, now's the time to. to uh, it is. It is this cool little piece of equipment. It's the baddest thing. So where you normally have your blow off on the yes. fermenter, um, we have a secondary valve on it. So mm-hmm. what we'll do is we'll close off the main blow off valve. Well, so now all the gas and, stays in the tank. And it's this. It's like kind of this little sort of weird thing that has a bit of plastic on it and some gla- and some water in it and it's like basically like a you can dial it in so you'll set it to a certain you PSI. can set it to a certain psi it's exactly or, or, or yeah yeah and it will then obviously build up pressure in the tank and, and, blow that off. and it just blows it off and it's like just very very light now what about very light my understanding is that as the pressure builds in the fermenter, the yeast reduces its activity. Yes, is that, that's we, the price you pay we, for doing this. Well, when we're when we do our bunging, we actually drop it to forty five degrees anyway. Yes. So we're actually already Ready setting. That. Yeah, exactly. But it's got enough uh, fermentation to go to get absolutely. It, to it keeps perhaps going. the volumes in this Vienna mm-hmm. lager. This is like yeah, like two point five or two point five, two point six, something yeah. like that. Wow, yeah. that's really good. Yeah, yeah, very environmentally conscious. You don't have to have a. CO2 delivery. I know. But that's probably in the true German old style, right? They yeah. didn't have a CO2 yes. delivery, right? In fact, they'll even capture the other CO2 as well. Yeah. They'll do the capture it as it's fermenting, um, which is not a new technology thing. I'm talking about an old way to, mm-hmm. to brew. The Germans will, first. will capture the blow-off yeah. and then do the spoonding right. uh, after that. Yes. Spoonding. Spoonding. And you should look up what the piece of equipment is called. Is a spoonding apparatus. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like this long. The word's like 47 letters or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. smooth. I feel like I should do our Adam and Eve ad right now, the spooning apparatus. Um, Only if JP does it with his bag. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, can, can we learn a little bit, a little bit of, about the ingredients in the Vienna before yes. we move on to the Yes. The um, obviously, um, so... Uh, I'm having to recite the notes here because I That's can't okay. remember it all. Uh, Vienna malt, of course. Uh, Pilsner and some Caramunic. Really, uh, that's pretty much it Simple. in the malt bill. And then, of course, all noble hops. And um, just because I'm a newbie sometimes when it comes to these... The Pilsner malt is actually the majority of the malt, even in the Vienna, right? Um, I, yeah, no, I don't think so. Really? I think the, it takes I think, quite a bit because it's yeah. really low lullabond to get yeah. this, this kind of color. I yeah. think the Munich is pretty heavy, and then the Cara Munich is, is kind of adds a little bit more of the color. But the Pilsner is probably, I would guess, around 20 to 30% of the grain bill. 
What's the Vienna uh, malt? Vienna is another base malt. But what what percentage is that? Uh, That's probably much bigger. That's probably going to be in that sort of 60% or so. Ah, so that's where I was confused. I thought even in a Vienna, it it, it still would be less than the... So we, we do, we don't, you know... When you go to a brewery and they've got their big silo outside and they've got, you know, 45,000 pounds of raw in there or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have – we use – I think we have seven base malts that we use okay. for our beers. Wow. So we are very much picking the cor- what we feel is the correct base malt for that style of beer that we're making. Okay. Yeah. That's the advantage of not having a silo. Yes, it is. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's more expensive to do it because we're buying it by the bag, of course. Okay. Um, but um, I think it makes what – it, what it does for our complete series of beers is it makes them all very individual. Yeah. Um, you know, when I'm drinking the Celtic Red to our Pub Ale to our Lucky Joe, which is our English IPA, they all have different base malls. Got it. And, um, and it makes each beer be completely unique. See, this is what happens when you have home brewers who know what the <laughs> fuck they're doing <laughs> right? open a great brewery. It's right? true. That's a very home brewer thing to it do. Is. It's it to is. not why just not? have a house. Exactly. I yeah. agree with you. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Why not? In fact, this is why too. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the brewers must be yoked. <laughs> <laughs> and so, speaking just of the malt bills so far, you mentioned that this one's maybe a little bigger, a little more robust, a little higher in alcohol, right? Uh, what adjustments to maybe a traditional malt bill happened to do that? Um, I think part of it was is that when we first made this beer, neither of us had ever made a Vienna. Okay. Um, so this was a new experience for us and a new beer style for us. And we were already open as a brewery. So then we're thinking about our customers and what they're going to maybe want to see. This was also, I think, one of our first Project X beers as well. So we wanted it to be spectacular. Yeah. And um, so there was a lot of other things going on. And when we started looking at the Vienna recipe in general, um, we're like, okay, yeah, I think it needs to be, it, it's got to be more, you know. <laughs> this is what we did, too, yeah. by the way. <laughs> but yeah, at the same true. time, but restrained. You know, we kept this, I think yeah. this is just right around 6% alcohol. So it's just enough that it's outside of guidelines as far as what a Vienna should be. Yeah. But not by much, Yeah, you know. Um, it's bigger, it's fuller flavored. There is more hops by the pound in this beer than there is in our English IPA. Really? Yes. No shit. But... It's all Halatara and Tettinger and low mm-hmm. alpha. And so just so compliments. you got to put a lot yeah. of it in to get anything coming out of it. Okay. Yeah. I, I think there's something about this style that lends to that. Because like, we had the same attitude. And yeah. I think that is that the... the the Germans, the Austrians, uh, Austrians, Austrians, yes. the Austrians, the Europeans, um, yeah, the Austrians. <laughs> Middle. They, they the had it right. Vienna Lager is the style that leaves you wanting more. Yes, like mm. all of those little subtle characteristics. You're like, oh, that's so good. So when you go to design your own, you go. Yeah, but that that part's so good. We should have more, more. of it. You know, you know, uh, which is yeah. what we did, and it's, it sounds like it, it's what you did. Um, yeah, every time. Yeah. But it's but sometimes the good parts are how delicate they are. And I how agree with you. Hard to find they are. Yeah, Jim so and I. Yeah. Making Jim a bowl I, sort of takes the mystery out of it. I yeah. agree. Yeah, Jim and I talked about this a lot. Was that when you're drinking a beer, when you have a pint of beer in your hand, and you start. And it has a freshness to it because you haven't had it yet. And then you get a little further down and it's warmed up a bit and the flavor changes a little bit. And then you get to the bottom and you're now done with that beer. Yeah. Then what happens, right? You need to leave that part 
that says, I want more. I agree with you. And so we really focus on that when we're making our beers, which is why I think most of our beers are very we, we really focus on the malt. I mean, hops are important, obviously, but really the malt is where it's at. Is it the last swallow? Yeah. It's all about the malt. It, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what we kind of focus our beers on. So when we're doing our beer styles, we're really focusing on beers that have that malt presence to it. Yeah. Like our Scotch Ale, you know, like our ESB, like our Celtic Red, which is a classic Irish red ale. Yeah. Um, we're looking at those beers that have that malt body to it and that malt wanting, you know, when you get to the end and you're just like, damn, I want another one. I want another one. You well, know? it's like like in the drinking hoppy beers. A lot of times you're just going to get another hoppy beer. Right. Because your palate is just so pasted with hop, the hoppiness. Yeah. You don't need any more liquids, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to dial into the malt and want more malt, that's a much better feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Scotch Ale, I think that's what we have here, too, right? Dark uh, Matter. The Dark that Matter. Mm-hmm. So I want to be honest with you. I've tasted it already now, but I've, I've been avoiding this one because it's not my Fine. favorite Whatever. style. <laughs> so I saw it on our menu earlier, and I was like, it was actually before we put the other beers on. And I was like, shit, I hope Kevin's going to put on some other. <laughs> I, have to, I have to drink a Scotch Ale. Well, and it's not just, it's not that I hate it or anything. It's just, you know. It's not your jam. So You're I've, been the paleo avoiding, guy. I've been avoiding this yeah, one. Yeah. He's a beer racist. Well, it's pretty damn I'm good. I'm a little racist about the beer. It, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's really and good. And especially after the Vienna Lager for some reason. I think it was mm. we did this in the right order. And it has some kindred spirit to the malt character of the Vienna Lager that yeah. I'm tasting. And it doesn't have a lot of the wee heavy stuff I don't like, which well, is... Well, it's not a wee heavy. It's not. It's okay. a Scotch Ale. Scotch Ale. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. So, you know, you know the whole shilling thing, right? I yes. Mean, you want to get really confused. Confuse this, confuse the shit out of people right now. <laughs> it doesn't mean uh, much. Sixty with me. shillings, seventy <laughs> shilling, eighty shilling, we yeah. heavies, all that crap, and it's like it confuses the hell out of me. And I'm from the same bloody country. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so no, so this beer is one of our. This was our first or second, I think, second or third version of Project X. Wanted to do a Scotch ale. I'm a big fan of Scotch ales, okay. and but we wanted to make it interesting. Hence why we made it black. Um, and it is it's it's evolved this beer when we first made it it was in the mid sixes it's now upwards of eight plus percent okay. alcohol in this one yeah. that you're drinking right now yeah which doesn't really come across but it's it's got a lot of alcohol in it um, and then this is also we've been starting this project X where we've been building a beer and making it and then splitting half of it off and putting it into barrels okay nice. And so we really had some fun with this one. How many you guys all familiar with Lafroig whiskey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we put 15 barrels of this into Lafroig whiskey barrels wow. two months ago. It is insane. <laughs> it is. Still geez. in the barrels? Yes, yeah. it is. It's been in there for about two months now. Okay. And Jim, Jim, Jim's hilarious. He's like, he'll come in in the morning. He's like, I've been thinking about that beer. I've got to go taste it. I've got to go try it. I've got to go try it. It's, it it's is, calling me. It yeah. is. It yeah. is. And he thinks about this beer all day long. So we go back pretty regularly to hmm. try this. It is extraordinary what the Lafroig barrels are doing to this beer. Okay. That is making it complete, filling it out, mm-hmm. bringing out the flavors, because there's some peated and, and a smoked malts in this beer anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that beautiful Lafroig 
ballsiness that comes yeah. from that whiskey and that seaweed and the likes of comes through in this beer, but it completes it. And it's all the way through, all the way through. And we are very excited. And like I said, it's still in the barrels right now, so it's basically flat, right? We haven't carbonated it or done anything like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be an exceptional beer when okay. it's done. But I think it's going to be one of those things like Lefroig. You either like Lefroig or you don't. I yeah. see. Right? Yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think this beer is going to be like that. I think there are going to be people out there that are going to say, eh, not for me. It's but, bold. It's yeah, going to have a it's strong... It's going to be very bold. Okay. And um, I would love when it's actually bottled up and ready to go to come back down here. Yes. Please. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that, I think that was a yes right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about that, dude. But along those lines, so we've actually got our Beer de Garde, which is a French-style um, um, farmhouse beer. We've got that currently in brandy barrels. Okay. Um, so what we're focusing on with our barrel aging program is not throwing everything into a bourbon barrel and calling it good. Yeah. We're kind of focusing on what the right barrel would be for that beer and so we've got some really fun stuff we're doing a uh, imperial baltic porter that is going to be in uh saint croix uh rum barrels okay with a little fig as well so mm. that's going to be really fun so we're good. really starting to have some fun with the barrel aging thing and um, again with some cool. i know you're saying some of these are bold flavors but mm-hmm. do, these are also some subtleties yes uh, and not just throwing it all in a, in a jack daniels barrel exactly. or anything else yeah yep Yep. Well, this one, I, I don't know. I really enjoy it. I, if I I'm remembering it. the style right, because like I said, I kind of avoid it. I think some of the things I usually don't like are like a like a cotton candy flavor that can come, I think, from tasting the 8% alcohol and the malt, and I don't get that in this. Right. Um, yeah. To me, taste- also, by the way, uh, uh, peat malt. I, I fucking hate it. In fact, there are times <laughs> that I wonder why it exists on this right. planet. And yeah. I know that many, so many people peat, disagree with me. Yeah. I can taste the peat in your mm-hmm. beer, mm-hmm. and I yeah. actually like it. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there's another flavor that's complimenting it, that's Fairy changing dust. it for me. Fairy dust. <laughs> yeah. It might be that. Yeah. Because normally, as soon as I pick up the peat, like, that's it for me. But I yeah. can, I'm picking it up. And liking it. There's something countering it's, it. It's no. almost like toasted coconut. I, I I wonder if it's just there's that kind of that roasted, uh, even a, like a pale chocolate kind of roast level to it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's kind of chiming in and maybe crushing the sweeter notes of the peat mm-hmm. and kind of... It, Drying it out, or it, to me, it's this very roasty, but not very roasty. Like, like it's like a pale chocolate thing. I agree with you on that. Yep. Um, and so it kind of takes the top down, like right, like like cuts the top out and just limits how how much it can go, and kind of just kind of hollows out the middle. I think that you're makes right because it is because, like I said, I can I'm getting the characteristics, but yeah, I think cho- yeah. chocolate's a great. I think that's that might be the. Is there chocolate in there? It, well, I mean, so this beer, you know, you think about it. Most Scotch ales have that peaty character, yeah, that that, yeah. that, that uh, smoked character. And yes, it needed to be there for it to be considered to be a, a, a Scotch ale. But it is buried. And yes, we are putting some other, you know, because obviously it's a black beer. So right. we are putting some roast, you know, darker malts into it to give it that color. Yeah. And certainly the chocolate malts are a part of that. Okay, yeah. Um, but it's, it's for us, it was, you know, I think actually there's something, it's ridiculous. It's like 12 malts in this beer. Wow. And some of it Jeez. is just for color. Some of it is just for the peated side of it. And so we're, we're very, very, but there's probably only a few percent, you know, right. of, of the grain bill that's going into that. Okay. But so we try to keep it 
Jim and I always talk about those flavors that you have should be present, but only just. Yeah. And it's not about when somebody drinks a coffee porter or, or chocolate, whatever, and it's like all in your face. And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, there's chocolate in there for sure because they've overdone it. And so for us, it's all about the subtlety of it. Yeah. Like our beer de garde has spices in it that are locked away in a cabinet that nobody will ever see except me and Jim because it's that <laughs> secret. Yeah. Um, and they're there. And we could all sit here all day discussing what they are. And if he, you could maybe get it, but right. you'd, be, you'd be here for a little while sure. trying to work it out. And I think that is a big deal for us is about having that subtlety in the beer that makes the beer individual yeah. and makes people think about it. They're thinking about the discovery of the beer. The yeah. discovery of the beer while they're drinking it yeah. is what is that that I can taste and I can't put my finger on it. Your beers, I think, do that for me. Yeah. It, it really yeah. surprised me when you just said that there are 12 malts in this beer. Because that's something that I think a lot of brewers, and especially home brewers, get wrong when they approach the style. They're like, okay, Scotch Ale, it's going to be a festival of malts. So I'm going right. to put a lot of different malts in there. Yeah. And then they go too heavy-handed with yes. all the different specialty malts. Yeah. This is very streamlined. You, there's a lot of focus. Yeah. There's kind of a beginning, a middle, and end. And there's these slight accents that kind of fill it yeah. out and make it really bloom. Well, I would imagine, and without looking at the recipe, probably eight of the malts are probably less than a few percent each. Okay. You know, they're very, very small, just accent malts. Um, and I think that's really kind of where it comes into it. Right. Jim has this amazing ability, and I know, Tacey, you know Jim, and you've, you've been around him a little bit. Um, he'll sit on the grain, right? And he'll just like sit there and chew yes. it. And he'll just, he'll just chew and chew and chew. You've got to have great base malt. Oh, my God. If you but, don't but, like how it tastes. but not only that, he has that remarkable ability to be able to break down flavors. Hmm. Um, you give him a pile of food and he'll be able to tell you, hey, you know, can you taste this and this and this? And they were hmm. using this when they were making it. That's and great. it's an extraordinary ability that he has. And there is no doubt that when we're designing a beer, he is definitely the guy who's in charge of doing that. Um, I'll just say, yeah, it tastes good or not. You know, and he's the one. No, no, this is why we're go- this is why we're doing this. So that's we're probably a skill it. he developed in the wine. Uh, wine, and, and also he's you know, he's a, food, I assume. It, right? I mean, yeah, he was a professional chef as well. Right. So. so yeah, palate yeah. is developed. You can develop that Absolutely. a lot of ways. For sure. Yeah, and it's extraordinary watching him come out with a beer design is is pretty pretty cool. Well, hearing you talk about this beer as I'm tasting it, and me, you know, figuring out that I like the peat malt is is making me think of something. Um, and it amazes me sometimes how slow I am to think of things. Um, <laughs> two plus two is four. Because every brewer in the history of, of this show and, yeah. and probably in beer has come in and talked about layers. Like, oh, we layer. You don't have to layer mm-hmm. the flavors. You have to layer the flavors. It's almost like saying balanced. But what I don't think I've ever thought about is like the position of the layer in in the way that they, you know, the stack, right? right. Mm-hmm. The stack of layers. And this yeah. beer, the fact that I'm liking the peat malt and the, and, and the, where the chocolate plays makes me, it's just making me think about that it's not just layer, you know, don't just, it's great that it's complex and it's great that it's layered. It actually matters where in the layer, where on my palate, I guess, those flavors exactly. showed up. And the fact that the peat here seems to be somewhere in the middle for mm-hmm. me totally works for my palate as opposed to a lot of the beers i have where the peat and the smoke is on the top layer right and then i don't like it i i take the first drink and it's on the top layer and i never get to the bottom layer so i don't know i'm just thinking about i I, i've never thought of the layers in that way as a brewer it's not just what 
the layers are, but where the hell they show up. Where they are. And also in the time that you're drinking the beer, too. Like yeah. I said, when you drink it at the beginning, it's colder than when it's at the end. Right. So right. there's all these different things that are starting to happen with that, bo- with that glass of beer yeah. as you're drinking it. You know, and also... When you're getting through that beer, then, you know, you're getting a little alcohol glow going on. So then your oh, yeah. thing, you, your, the way you're thinking as a beer drinker is changing as well. Mm-hmm. So there's all this other stuff that's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, your palate, change your palate, like adjust mm-hmm. to the beer. Like, yeah. It's well adjusted towards the end. Yep. Uh, there's flavors, like you said, that are hidden in there. They may appear, you know, because it, it, it warms up as the carbonation drops out. Yep. No, the beer changes a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and not to mention that most Scotch ales, I think, for the for the style, don't have the smoke malt. You get a lot of that from the ester, from the yeast, right? But you guys are are driving that we, flavor. We push that in there on purpose. Yes. Yeah, and and yeah. and I like it, and it's it's very complementary to the rest of the flavors that are going on. You you know you can really that's one of the malts you can co. A little bit goes a more than you need to, to do. <laughs> you have no idea, but uh, yeah. it's 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 yeah. very it's very nice. It's very Thank well done. It's you. very different. It's a very different Scotch ale than yeah. than I've ever had. Well, I and like I think it. yeah, and I think that's why we decided to make it black because I think even when yeah. it was originally being developed. It was never ever going to be a BJCP Scotch ale, right? <laughs> didn't care. It was yeah. never going to fit within that, and so we're like, "Well, screw it. Let's just make it black, and then we're completely outside of guidelines. We'll never have to enter into a competition." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good call. You made a good beer out of it. Thank you. Well, they're all wonderful. We're we're running out of time, um, but JP, you can come drink at the Hop Grenade now for the next few days because we have all these great <laughs> old be Republic great. styles that I you like enjoy. It. A lot of lagers. I do like it, man. Yeah, a lot of lagers uh, and some uh, some UK styles. Yeah, not European. Well done. Yeah. Thank you for remembering. Oh, yeah. yes. Right. They're the buffer. They're... They protect us from the Europe. I'm, That's right. Yeah. I've met other yeah. Brits before. <laughs> I know how they work. <laughs> I know. We're assholes. <laughs> no more than the U.S., my yeah. friends. That's true. Uh, wonderful oh, yeah. beers. Thanks so much for being with us, Simon, um, and, and for making great beer in Thank California. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us here. And uh, hopefully next time Jim will make it. Yes. And uh, we can maybe talk about some of these barrel-aged beers in a few months. That maybe. would be a great thing to talk maybe. about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially, yeah. yeah, we can compare the two. Doc's into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure to tell right. Jim we talked about it. That'll make him listen. <laughs> yeah, I sure. know. Yeah, well, he, is, he has been listening. I've been getting texts oh. from him. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you didn't mention this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, seriously, yeah, I got a whole list of things. He's like, you didn't mention this. You didn't oh, mention this. Shit. You weren't supposed <laughs> yeah. to mention that. <laughs> well, I'm about to mention the website. If there's yes. any events coming up or something, but you can go to old, uh, that's O-L, oldrepublicbrewery.com and uh, you can actually read about all the beers that we've talked about on yep. there and there and then there's a whole page about the project x as well uh it's a really well-informed website so go check it out at oldrepublicbrewery.com and if there's anything coming up you need to uh, well we have our anniversary party coming up um on march 18th okay that we do as a uh actually as a car show nice um, so, me and, so that's one of the things i didn't get to mention if have got a moment jim and i are couple of race nuts. We have a, a land speed racing car that we take out to Bonneville. Wow. So if Jim was here, he'd probably be the fastest brewer that you know. Wow. Um, so he That's has a cool. license to drive up to 200 miles an hour. Piston? Um, piston or jet? Uh, piston engine. It's a 1954 uh, GMC straight six. 
uh, turbo uh, with a supercharger on it. Pushes out about close to 700 horsepower. Nice. Holy shit! Um, it's a 200 mile an hour car. Yeah, um, I can and do that. We go out car. there and we have a lot of fun doing that too. Has so, least yeah. two horsepower. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what we do when we're not making beer: is we go race cars. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's fun. I know. You guys are kind of living the dream up there in Nevada City. Almost, yeah. It's <laughs> almost. We almost. for a living. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had a little bit of rain the last few days. So, oh, you know. yeah. Were you guys okay uh, yeah. through that? Or? We got through it okay. We okay. had a few... Uh, we had a few... <laughs> few fatalities as far as buildings up there and a couple no of accounts. Kidding. Yeah, there was some flooding. and Oh, it, shit. It got a little rough. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah we've had some... Uh, now, the rest of the country is like, oh, it rained? Shut up. <laughs> right. In California, it's different. Cause it hasn't it has, rained in like four it years. It hasn't rained. In, it's yeah. true. So that shit just turns into rivers up here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and wow. the hillside slide is mud and take yeah. out houses and towns and everything else. Yeah. yeah. Ironically, I was in New Orleans as California was, was dealing with floods. Was dealing with floods over yeah. here. Uh, all right, go to oldrepublicbrewery.com and check it out right now. Uh, you can read all about the beer um, and the things we've been talking about. And then also, I uh, just wanted to remind you that our good friends White Labs have a great program, the Yeast Vault. If you haven't heard of it yet, check it out. It's a collection of yeast strains that White Labs has been curating for more than 20 years, and some of the strains have never been available until now. You can go to whitelabs.com slash the vault and check out the current list and pre-order the strain you want released. So you can go over there um, and browse through. You'll see all the strains that they're working on there. And it'll tell you uh, basically once they get to 250 orders on a strain, they'll put it into production. And um, you can look at it and see how many orders are left uh, so you know when it's going to happen. And then it shows up at your door. So go to whitelabs.com slash the vault and check it out. All right, Simon, we're going to get out of here, take a little break, come back and do some beer news. Thank you again for Thank you very much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. I hope we can come see the brewery one day. And if nothing else, please do bring us those barrel-aged beers. I will. That would be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Can't say no to that. Okay. All right, folks, we'll be back. Hang in there. It's the session. we got some beer news, and we're going to catch up with Nate and Nicole while we're at it. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. At the end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. <laughs> BMW 
Canadian Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at hoptech.com. Hoptech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Yeah, that's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, this is Julian Trego from Beachwood Brewing, and you are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. All right, thanks to Old Republic Brewery for being on the program with us tonight and sharing uh, some really awesome beer. I'm a new fan. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I knew of the brewery, but I think I just had sort of dabbled in their beer before. Well, it doesn't get really this far too much. We're kind of lucky to have it here, I think. Yeah. Uh, so that was really good stuff. Uh, thanks for sharing that with us. And uh, what do I have to do here? Oh, Adam and Eve. Nate and Nicole. Co- coincidence? Speaking of Adam and Eve. I, I don't think so. All right. All right give her the Let's comment. see if I can actually get through it this time. <laughs> uh, this one, I actually just have to read the text. They have a new thing here. but uh, It's like all in caps. It's very important. 
Uh, Adam and Eve is determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom, and they're backing up that promise. So check it out. Go to adamandeve.com, and you'll get 50% off almost 50%. any item. That's right. Uh, just enter uh, coupon anything. code BNARMY at checkout. Uh, and that's a good deal in itself, the 50% off one item. But back by popular demand and for a limited time only, you're also going to get a free Big O kit. Uh, Nicole, Is that like the O face? Nicole, kit? what do you think the O stands for? Um, gosh, <laughs> stands, oh, I just don't know. It stands for O. Yeah. <laughs> if you were talking to Taryn, it would be o- oh, omission. Because, oh, <laughs> because you're married. Yeah, right. She doesn't get one of those things. <clears throat> Only I do. Uh, Abby's uh. big O kit includes their um, exclusive Climax gel and a mini vibrator. Uh, that's right. A mini vi- is a mini vi- vibrator a good thing or I guess Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. You need options. Indispensable. Yeah. My experience is bigger is always better. You can just use a small part of it. You that's know, your whatever. experience. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just use the hey, tip if yeah. you need a mini. It hides well in the yeah, purse. Yeah, you can't like, just go, you know, walking around, but a mini is Well, that's true. Purse, that's right? true. You can roll with that and not even know. They ever come on in your purse? <laughs> I wish that Nicole, I wish that the look on Nicole's face could <laughs> could translate over radio cuz Actually, even though we're talking about dirty stuff, it actually was like the cutest, most innocent look. Uh, and just she doesn't like, know anything about this. Know, you're, no, you're blowing no, her mind was, right now. It was bull. It was like this. It was like this sweet, innocent look that was like, "Oh yeah, I, I need the mini," <laughs> but not in a creepy, dirty. It was very sweet, actually. Well, and cool. it's I, also yeah. like the, She's the, the most, what she wants. The most like beaming, like bright yeah, face. Like, like yeah. she smiles and, and laughs. It's like okay, she's very happy. But this is like. Glowing, projecting but yes. pure energy yes. to you, to you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I try to describe it on the air. It's but uh, okay. Anyhow, let me get through the thing. So mini vibrator. Carry on, Nicole. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but so now, oh, oh, by the way, the next sentence is so now you've got a new way to get her off. Uh, <laughs> well, they're a, raising the bar here. That's a weird sentence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get her off of what? I don't know. <laughs> off of your ass. I'm gonna buy it. I feel like if it's me getting her off, I'm just I'm gonna grab the big one, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's like, <laughs> He's it's doing like, it wrong. Like, it's like, like a shovel in snow. And it's like a battering ram. Yeah. Yeah. That was the motion Justin that was, was just yeah. making in the yeah. studio. Yeah. I'm like digging a trench over here. It's, it's like when the cops this. come to bust uh, the door open, Kate's like that kind of thing. Such a lucky girl. Made clear that Kate is so lucky. And yeah. I feel like it, the little ones for like alone time. Like I don't know what to do with that. Well, the big one has the two D handles on it. Exactly. One in the back and one at the top. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a two-man job. I think the little one is for alone time. I, mean, I like, think you're right. I'm like, no, Doc, I need no. help over here. I bet this little, the little one, you know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get in the way of. Oh, you can things, hide it in your palm. You know, you can, things. You can just right. have it involved. Yeah. Oh, I see. You know, you there's multiple simul- things going on here. Simultaneously, it's like a side dish. God, yeah, no. because, but, like uh, a garnish. Oh, like a little helper. I got you. I got yeah, parsley. That's called the parsley. Just a little helper. It's the parsley. But they should change it. They should change. No, because yeah. nobody likes parsley. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I, I'm with you. Like, I would just rather grab the big one. Like, I would, I would build like the trebuchet of of dildos, where it just it like whips Only it around. Only lesbians would use that. It whips it around and drives it in real hard. Like, just get it over with. 
I'm like at this point where like equal parts of me wants to be a fly on the wall while this is all happening and I also never ever want to hear about this or imagine it or think about it again oh it's in your brain isn't it you can be sure that trebuchet of dildos is going to come up again trebuchet alright well um Let's see. You'll also get uh, your entire yeah. order sent to you for free. So hurry, like take advantage of the, of the limited offer. Nothing makes me hotter than free shipping. Choose a new adult toy, a naughty movie, or almost anything else. And when you choose that, you'll get 50% off, get free shipping, plus the big O kit, which includes Climax Gel and the mini vibrator. So or you're not going to find this deal anywhere else. Except possibly on another podcast or a radio show. Um, use coupon code BNARMY, B N A R M Y, at adamandeve.com. All right. Do you like when I call out our sponsors for their weird. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, copy? I'm sure. Yeah. You're like, that, that was a weird Because well, I don't yeah. like treating. I just always want to treat our listeners with respect. So when it, like, says things like, you're not going to find this deal anywhere else, but meanwhile, like. Everybody knows that. You know, I mean, I hope you use our deal. Yeah. And that's why Adam Eve has been so good to us. Right. I'm all about it. I'm We're looking to, up for the listener. Help us out. Uh, uh, well, but I'm just saying, like, I just don't want to say things like, it's not anywhere else. I guess you don't get the well, same. It's not the same code, so technically it's different. Well, <laughs> yeah. right. we're not That's how I should look at this, yeah. Nicole. I like you. You're, see, Nicole's uh, glass is half full. Yeah. It sure is. When they ask, when, when they say fifty percent, yeah, fifty percent off of almost anything. Everything, almost anything. Yeah. Uh, what's the stuff that's not? I know. I'm, I know. How I'm so good curious. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> they can't discount. Like, like, I must want that. That's <laughs> the butt plug. The zero. I should ask them to send me the list of things that. Yeah. Aren't, oh yeah. Uh, that that, that aren't know. on the, the. I'll just tell them. Hey, I just want to have some fun with it. Make a part of my read. And uh, yeah, I would like. Yeah. What is it like? An inflatable donkey? <laughs> like, no. Nah, no, it's that, that dildo one. with the D handle. Yeah, the one. I, the trebuchet. <laughs> it's probably like one of. Like the life-size dolls, like the real dolls. Oh, the $6,000 ones? Oh, the real... Oh. <laughs> are those on Adam and Eve? I don't know. Look, Bebo, I only just learned that those know. existed, You're so no, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, really. <laughs> Honestly, Bevo is the Adam and Eve pro around here. She knows that site better than anyone in this studio. I literally <laughs> have never purchased... I didn't say you purchased oh, you're still I have gone to their headquarters. How full is your... What? Sh- How full is your carters? How full is the cart? How many items? Yeah. Zero. What what was... What? I was in North Carolina. And it was part of the tour? And we were just... No, we were just driving around. We were driving from point A to point B. I don't remember. And I just saw a huge sign for a... Like a warehouse that was out of an even. I got out. I took a picture next to it. I sent it to you. You didn't go in? Uh... It would be like a cat getting a bath. Like, no. I would not go in. <laughs> what would okay that? Bevo in a warehouse full oh, yeah, of dicks. Like, I wanted selfies of you with the big, the big dick. <laughs> big crate of dicks. I can, see, I can see you with your feet and your hands on that doorway. And them trying to push you in. <laughs> yeah. They get Bevo holding the, the two D-ring ones. Like, I'd find know, the, bat, the battering ram. I'd, 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 I'd take pictures from the section that's not discounted. You know what uh, you go, need to do, I bet Jay. you were, you go what? to the used section. Dis- oh, yeah. Oh, do they have, is that a tab on the website? I probably used would go to the sale doll. section. Yeah, it's the sale it's, for a reason. pre-owned. Okay. Right. Certified. Uh, we should contact they sell them it as extra to juicy. get a tour Sanitized. of the factory. Oh. That's what we need to do. That's our next BN on the road. I, please. I swear. Like, I'm deadly serious. You know what's ironic is that the used section, everything is 150% more 
expensive. You're right. Wow. Yeah. You got to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to pay for that aroma. You got to pay for that juice. That is funny. That crust. Oh, God. Well, how, how sanitary uh, are the new welcome ones? Welcome back, really? Nate and Nicole. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So love you. All right. Yeah. No, but really, we need to get a tour. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Make that happen. Where are they from? Uh, Where is it, Bev? North Carolina. North I Carolina. was in North Carolina, but I think they're located in other places as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, they like to be located in other places. Yeah, they, I got people down there. Stop it, Doc. close to the <laughs> dropship in 30 states. Let's do it. Let's do it. Make it happen. All right. Do you guys want to do some beer news real quick? Yes. Uh, sure. Let's do that. We, we got some beer know. news. Um, Segway. So a couple of things in the news uh, this week. You know, the... Um, <laughs> Our president-elect's inauguration is coming up. What was his yeah. name again? Really? What president? Everyone's excited. It's going to be great. It's going to be <laughs> the best. Everyone's excited. Dead. Surly Brewing Company has announced that it's um, embracing the two-word meme that has become popular over the last eight years and is releasing a beer called... Thanks, Obama. Ah, yeah, timely. Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah, the meme six where months everything late. that goes wrong or right or whatever, everything. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. Right. Well, they're doing it. Uh, it's a beer, a winter rye IPA, will be tapped at Surly's Destination Brewery starting on January twentieth, inauguration day. Uh, Surly says the beer features a new experimental hop variety, of course, it does. Um, and that beer drinkers should expect a complex, spicy malt character with candied grape and vanilla cream hop aromas. Ooh. It's a 6.5% uh, beer, and they say will be the perfect beer to inaugurate your next visit to their beer hall. Uh, reflect on the last eight years and look to the future and enjoy a pint with your fellow Americans. So, I don't know. I thought that was interesting to do. Yeah, that. I'm about as confused as uh, on, yeah. on, on that like description of the beer as I am on how the current president-elect has gotten to this position. I'm very confused and befuddled by what's happening in the world. We're living in strange right now. now. Yeah. It'll be great. It'll be the best. It'll be the best. <laughs> It'll be beautiful. It'll be well, Surly has already announced the beer on their website, which right. is only available at their tap house, but if you go to their Facebook page, yeah. um, where they've announced it as well, mm-hmm. there is about 160 comments on oh. the name. On the idea. And you can imagine okay. And that they run the gamut of the political, political spectrum. Yeah, right. Oh, right. I imagine. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting read if you want to go read about the new beer, Obamacare, and the comments people are making over there. Wait, the beer's called Obamacare? Uh, sorry. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, those two things are synonymous to me. <laughs> Obamacare. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> That is a red hat you're wearing, Jason, by the way. Yeah. I was just noticing how red it is. Thank you very much. It does have white lettering. This is CBC. Yeah. Uh, Warm enough for the old inauguration. Let me just rat hole on this for a minute for no reason. It's a Liverpool hat. I will say, though, that uh, Terrence's cousin, we would, like, on her side of the family, do a bunch of, like, stockings, like, giant, like, comical size stockings. Everyone stuffs it with a bunch of garbage, and he was like, Christmas size. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just January 9th. Um, I was thinking it was Valentine's. Like, actual garbage? No, not actual garbage. But okay. what he, he's like, what I really wanted to do, and I couldn't get it together in time, is I wanted to get everybody make America great hats. <laughs> and have, uh-huh. like, yes. everybody just put like, them on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just as a big fuck you to the entire family. Uh, I would have loved that. I would I would wear it. I would have wear it. I just here. wanted to see the, you provocateur. Yeah, I know. It would be fun. Without yeah. diving in, I don't want to know why or why not no, or no, whatever. No, no, no. Yeah. Are you going to watch the inauguration, JP? No, I've, I don't think I've ever really watched it. Yeah, I watched them. it once, I think, in school. But I don't really care. 
too yeah. much. You've seen it on YouTube. I usually watch them. Yeah. You, you fail. I find them highly emotional, actually. Like I find because it's always a person reaching the pinnacle of of their career mm-hmm. and and their family kind of behind them knowing that so uh, i'm being serious right now like mm-hmm. i usually watch them and i get all fucking teary when even if i don't like the can sure. i don't think that's predict that's going to happen this time yeah uh, i think our the our, tears will happen for a different reason <laughs> yeah and without even i just think that the emotional factor isn't there because i think our president-elect has reached the before the pinnacle of his yeah, he's, he, been, he's, he's had a different career he's, 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 he's pinnacled yeah. many times yeah he's pinnacled hundred yeah. times but even like uh you know i wasn't like the biggest fan of the, of the bush family but i remember like just watching them there at the crown of the thing that they spent their life trying to achieve that shit's emotional yeah. to me so i usually watch them okay are so you I'm gonna watch curious. this one i don't know yeah because uh, there's no like component like that for me yeah. bring, uh, bring over some lafroy and we'll just <laughs> <laughs> make me cry on yeah. the, uh, he, he fired the announcer or something like this yeah this. yeah already oh wow yeah, he fired the announcer his like wife just died six weeks go oh, and all this shit. And he, this guy. He's like, he's like my one job. He's like the let's get ready to rumble of, of presidential. Yeah. 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 yeah he's uh, like, he's yeah. this icon. There's a golden Tandem. voice out there somewhere uh, and he's going to find a new one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, my, my life's going to shit, but at least I have this announcing gig. This is what I'm holding on to. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you're fired. Yeah, sorry, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> one more. Um, Maybe he wanted to quit anyway. You're so. super fired. Oh, well. I, I might watch because could be a shit show. I like, mean, he's going to say yeah. something stupid. I know. And I'm, a, I'm a sucker for well, a gonna have to talk He's going to tweet it in. Oh, he's going to tweet it in. He's not going to be there. It's going to be two yeah. hours. <laughs> he's going yeah. to give like I'll a be, speech. Stupid I shit. would actually really like him if he just stood there. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. 140 at a time. You know, yeah. Yeah. He's so approachable. He's youth. That would, yeah. that, would been, that would be amazing. He's like, I got 30 million fans. I want to make sure they're following along. Yeah, so they I'm may not be. Stare. They may not be available to watch. So I just want know. to make sure everybody's watching. Like normally, there is a person for the deaf next yes. to, but there will just be a person <laughs> tweeting every word. Somebody tweeting exactly. Yeah. Well, there's probably more Tweety people than that. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of uh, protesters supposedly, so mm-hmm. there could be there could be some fireworks. I know Ooh, that's yeah. why that's why I think I might watch is to see what shit goes down. Yeah. Like I, I can watch that on the news later on. I don't need to be like... Yeah, you can get the highlight reel. That's true. Yeah. I'll probably be with some bar drinking with people that don't care. Alright, let's do a couple more news stories real quick. Oh, um, the daytime though, right? <laughs> According to the uh, West Coaster, which is uh, out of San Diego, yeah, Green sure. Flash Brewing Company laid off 25 people this week. Yeah. Their story is interesting. Um, the West Coaster story, I mean, because they... When they published the story, which was actually back on the 11th, they said earlier this week we had heard rumblings uh, coming out of Green Flash about layoffs. So they talked to a few sales reps for comments and were told the sales reps said that, like, numbers are up, but um, not where management wants them to be. And the Virginia Beach Brewery uh, has exhausted a lot of financial resources. So were they layoffs uh, on the sales side or did they make... Did well, they clarify they where? Both. Well, I then the, West Coaster, the, lines, the numbers are up, but they aren't where they want to be. It exactly. They expanded. They can make more beer. They can sell more beer because they have more beer, mm-hmm. but they're not covering the nut. Right. The overhead. Well, but check this out. There's a weird little twist here because yeah. when the West Coaster reached out to Green Flash for an official statement, they were actually told there were no layoffs. There will, no layoffs. There will be no layoffs. Oh. <laughs> but then... The evening of the 11th, I think, when this was published, the West Coaster learned that 
Green Flash had, in fact, laid off 25 employees from accounting, marketing, events, and brewing operations. Um, so those terminated were given a severance agreement with a non-disclosure agreement, strongly suggesting that they not talk about this matter publicly and in a disparaging manner with the incentive that the company will not be challenging individuals' unemployment insurance claims. They fired him. Okay. It's kind of hard to challenge that. Okay. I agree. That's exactly what I was going to say, Tasty. That you don't have to incentive. Fuck you with your incentive. That's some the man shit right there. Like, don't, uh, you you know, you fucking deny it all you want. And then when they come investigate and find out I was fired, (laughs) I'm going to get my fucking unemployment. I mean, basically, it's blackmail. Be quiet, and we're we're not going to oppose your unemployment, which is your right that you've been paying into. Well, not you haven't paid into, but you've been a part of this company that's paying into. It's, that's. Kind of sh- that's a fucked up. Well, thing. They, they no, can tie no. it up. Maybe it's severance, not unemployment. Yeah, okay. um, well, exactly. it's both. No, you can, so, you yeah. can it's tie severance, it. and that's different. Both definitely right. tie it up. You can sell yourself out for whatever you for a while. Exactly, it's probably severance. Up, yeah, the getting of the mm-hmm. yeah, you can tie it up for a while. Oh, well, that's true. That's a good yeah. point. If as an employer, if you were to balk at it, and, and yep. but, uh, but it's now, even more of a waste sentence, of your time to tie it up just out of spite. <laughs> Of well, yeah, if it, to, to yeah. get people to keep quiet. Well, if you're I, talking I hope, blackmail, yeah. Severance yeah. was the other part of this sentence, that, the, uh, that a severance package was given as okay. well. well uh, yes, that makes it a little different. I, right. Well, but they included both of the things in the statement. I would mm-hmm. hope that oh. the severage, severance uh, was more lined that up to... You could agree to and sign. Keep, exactly. keep everybody happy and quiet. Sorry we had to let you go. Then the uh, we won't dispute your... You're on a plane. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good company. I don't see any reason you want to have anything bad to say about it. They went yeah. through a down period. And it seems like a weird thing to you're say. You're not on the, the FES crew. That's probably a standard legal procedure. Like, well, they wrap the severance kind yeah. of stuff in, though. Yeah. I, I think that's not, like, not unusual to this I didn't, instance. I didn't have any bad feelings, but should I have? Like, yeah. What are you trying to mean? Is there something I'm not paying attention to? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. so I read a little further into the story, too. There were some other comments where uh, some of the employees that were uh, laid off were saying that they also weren't really given any reasons other than, quote, a business decision and, quote, uh, you know, restructuring, uh, reorganizing, you know. Um, so it's not like they were told you're not doing your job or well, they, we're failing as a company. We need to yeah. say cut. They were very um, benign, very vague. nondescript, very vague about the. Yeah. Well, that way they don't get. But they why? can't be taken for the exactly for the labor board, and also you know in California we are an at, at will state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That can happen at any time for any reason. You don't have to give a reason. You don't have to give a reason. Nope. No. Either to fire or to quit. You can get hosed by it where they take you against, you know, to the uh, employment board. Yeah. Yeah, we're at an at-will state, which means we don't have to prove anything. We just got to say, see you. Yeah. Well, I've seen other media about regional breweries cutting back in production, which, of course, means that sales are off. Don't cut back to something to do. So we reach a saturation. Selling it, yeah, like they're not penetrating the market as much as they had hoped. The the total amount of barrels that we have to produce craft beer is reaching a point where the demand is equal to what can be produced. I don't know about total amount. I wouldn't even go that far. I'm just thinking if you look at the the taps, what's on the taps? Yeah, they're they're highly rotating, and if you're a regional brewery with the the brand that's been out there. Four, five, six, seven, eight, so nine You can't years. guarantee your sales you know, over six, nine months. You're not the kid anymore. You're just a kid. Yep. Well, and you, 
So some of the further things I read about this was that, you know, these other uh, breweries being built, you know, so Green Flash built a secondary brewery, yeah. I think. it was Is that North Carolina? Where they no, I think theirs, that was or? like Virginia or yeah. Virginia. Yeah. Okay. I, th- Virginia. I think you're right. I think yeah. it's Virginia. Uh, so, you know, Stone did the same thing. And then, of course, we know that Stone had layoffs last year, too. Right. So they, they built those breweries based on uh, projections. Yeah. Right. Well, you you have to assume that the planning stages are, are a little longer than when we've been privy to them. Sure. So those projections came from one point about how much beer they're going to sell. And it's starting to sound like the projections were were wrong. Oh, the timing's right. not right for them. They're going to be there. It's just not as soon as they expected. So now they've got these people that they've geared up for, Fest crew. Seemed like a lot of them were from marketing. Now you need to cut back because the sales aren't there. I hope you're right, Tasty, in that they will be there. They're just yeah. not there yet. Because just, there is another possibility, and that is that the – because there's so many opening, the small local brewery is is taking away now yeah. enough of the regional brewery oh, yeah. that the sales might never be there. So, in other words, the same problem that Macro Beer has been having, the, the large regional brewery may begin to have – because again of the rise of the local brewery, so, I think if you're I, at like fifty to fifty, you shouldn't see Lagunitas or Bear Republic because those are old news here. If you're yeah. at fifty to a hundred thousand yeah. barrels and you think you want to get to two hundred, three hundred, five hundred, I think that's harder than it was five it years is. ago. Yeah. So IRI put out reports recently, and for the first time that they do mostly the grocery store sales, which is an important measure. Yeah. Um, but for the first time, the the growth um, is in single digits instead of double digits. I see. So, yeah. And if you think about who do you see at the grocery store, it is mostly comprised of those regional brands. Yeah. Um, and their sales are slowing down a little bit because yeah. people are hearing the message. They are taking their growlers down to the closest brewery and yeah just being a little bit more or they want the hazy ipa from the neighborhood brewery and it's yeah. more yeah. unique experience yeah. 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 no there's demand for that yeah it's, I know. it's real I know. right i've yeah. heard the number that i saw was uh, 25 like if you're in 25 states or more you're gonna have a bad time really it's hard for you to maintain saturation market saturation maintain brand awareness because there are so many locals okay you can have like a shot if you're in a few states but if you're like that saturated in the market uh you know you're in half the country um, that's you're, you're, you're gonna or more. That's where you're gonna see the most impact as far as uh, you know depletion of, of yeah. sales. And it um, also it also depends on what you're expecting to sell. I mean, if if you look right. at if you look at the brands that are driving the growth, it's stuff that's like we were talking about earlier. You know, stuff that's replacing the light lager in the shopping basket. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I'm not gonna buy this Milwaukee's Best just because it's on sale. I'm gonna buy this you know Firestone Walker 805 because it tastes great and it's craft beer yeah yeah you know well when we were talking about the Lagunitas merger one of the, the the things i was like well i wonder if they're doing that because they see they see 10 years down the road where america is going to be oversaturated it already it already is yeah but Lagunitas aren't gonna have a problem with that in america because they're already thinking internationally they're already shipping they're they're focusing on shipping to africa they're focusing on shipping to all these other places that have never had their beer before yeah. they don't care I mean, they don't. Not that they don't care, but they see. I think they saw that problem. They projected ahead, and they're like, "Well, let's focus internationally. Let's sell. Let's let's get able to do this to be able to sustain a growth in the double digits instead of just worrying about how we're selling beer in Kansas." I, I agree with you solely based on the amount of weed that Tony smokes. How could he not <laughs> right. see ten years he, into the future? He smokes so much weed. He see. He's a soothsayer. He, he, just, yes. he's just he is not on our boat. plane. Right. Yeah. No, he's no. He's, he's on the how much beer. Am I selling in Mexico plane? Right. 
literally in the air going to Mexico (laughs) to check on the beer. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, it's the second time we've heard about layoffs uh, in in yeah. uh, less than a, a year's uh, I period see where Great Divide cut back on and, production. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little less barrels sold this year than yeah. than last, I think, was. But they did a portfolio refresh, which is probably maybe well, they part set of them the back reason. a little bit. It could be, yeah, it could be just a lag. All the, the, yeah. All those things. Of. I mean, I think, and once again, I think that's that, you know, they're at about 50,000. That's that number where it starts to get a little bit tougher when you want to go into twenty, thirty states or yeah. more, right? Yeah, it's that, that's more complicated than it that. used to be, right? You know, there's so I, many local regional players that are making great beer that people buy. It's harder to be the guy from the outside. Yeah, right. You know what I would do in this climate if I was a regional or even smaller, like regional brewery or, or small brewery? No, but I hope you'll tell us. Fucking sell out. Yeah, <laughs> like a mofo right now. Sell, 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 sell. Why well, worry about? It? Why keep stressing about the market? Oh my god. Well, Go we're sit a, we're, on a sailboat. We're at about a year from the Ballast Point deal, which was one of the biggest. Yeah, and Thank there god. haven't you know been what? any quite you know that what big. He's since. Doing? You right. know what Jack's doing? He's probably on a sailboat. He's on a fucking <laughs> sailboat. <laughs> well, and Constellation is having super growth. They're they're doing yeah. they're having a great time. Yeah, yeah. Not on sailboats though. Not, Not on, on sailboats. Maybe who knows? They may be building the sailboats for Jack. You don't know that. <laughs> He's also they're putting in their own dis- distilling company as well. Yeah, they kept that. Mm-hmm. Oh, they lost that brand, but they they got the wherewithal. The oh, I thought to, Ballast mm-hmm. kept the. Yeah, Ballast uh, kept that. Okay, that's. I thought I mean. you were talking about Jack. Jack left the company, right? Or you think Jack's still with the company? I think, I think Yusuf and Jack got bought out, right? No. I think I. Th- I don't know this, so I don't. I, I hate to even say it. Actually, yeah, I, uh, I I thought that Jack, and then Yusuf and those guys kept control and ownership of the liquor brand. No. That they did not sell Ballast Point Spirits. No, I think they had to leave that there. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Okay, you might be right. We That's should look further into this before. Because now I know Yusuf started a whole other broadcasting uh, spirits company. Oh, really? Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, okay. then that lends to the... Yeah, okay. He's got cocktails and cans. He's really... Ro- he's, he's knocking it out. But that's under the yeah, ballast had name. Those. No. Oh. Chisel. Okay. Oh, okay, good. Maybe they're better than the ballast ones. Because I had a ballast bloody in a can. Yeah, did you like it? Oh, wait. I had it, and I, I was... Way, I thought it was... I didn't have this. Is how, yeah, okay. This is how fucking stupid I am. Okay, you had it. I had it, and we had a discussion about it. Yeah, and I'm thinking that I had it. Great, <laughs> <laughs> <Brain. Wow. laughs> perfect. It's yeah. like having yeah. a surrogate drink, right? This is great. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. I trick myself. All right. Well, how about I've some had a thousand beers? Well, maybe. Yeah, did you try to calculate how many beers you've had? No. No. Okay. We're terrible. Yeah. Don't do that. No. You want some? You want some yeah, good don't news do it, in the man. beer industry? Yeah, yeah. What's happening? Yeah, Our friends on. at Society raised. Good guys. Uh, they, I love those guys. They gathered over twenty three thousand pounds of food in their annual food drive. Oh man, what great customers! Listen yeah. here, Curly Wolf. Uh, Society Brewing Company's <laughs> twenty sixteen holiday f- uh, food drive, uh, which they've been doing since twenty thirteen. Um, they're proud to announce that donations raised for the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank was twenty three thousand one hundred and fifty three pounds. Now that equates to eleven and a half tons of canned meats, soups, fruits, vegetables, and beans, dry cereal, macaroni and cheese, spaghetti, peanut butter, powdered milk, infant formula. It's all my favorites. And we'll provide nineteen. 19,294 meals to families in need throughout San Diego. Now, to give you uh, an example of how this drive, how society has grown this food drive since 2013, in 2013, um, the brewery raised 263 pounds of food. This year, they raised 23,153 pounds of food. Nice. 
nice. two years later. So how for cool them. is that? And I, and it's for That's their uh, it's for their local food bank. So they're doing something for their own community. And I just thought that was really cool. They did some um, they did some cool incentives, by the way, to do that. So they took some skin off of their own uh, own back to make it happen. So for example, there's a beer that they release one of their uh, barrel aged beers. Um, which you can only get at the brewery, and I think it's about a $55 beer. But they told people if you bring in over 50 pounds of food, we'll sell you that beer for 5 bucks. Uh, so it's this highly awesome. coveted beer so that people money, come basically. line up to yeah. buy. That's exactly I'm yep. saying. They got in the game, too, yeah. um, and and gave away this expensive beer that's highly coveted, people get in line for. But they say, yeah, you want to get it for 5 bucks? Bring us a bunch of food. Um, nice. Everybody else who brought in any amount of food got a dollar off of beers, and uh, so they yeah they participated as yeah, well. They, yeah. um, and then through promotion and really encouraging people to do it, what an amazing increase between a uh, little like three hundred pounds to it's a ton of almost twenty four thousand pounds. And then it's they, like per- they permanently food. lowered the price of one of their beers too. Really? Oh, is that right? Yeah. Huh. As part of a charity or just as part of this? Oh, like, they did, like, okay. If we hit a certain amount of oh. donations, oh nice, we're gonna just lower the price of this beer in oh, wow. perpetuity. That's awesome. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, so I thought we could use a little good beer news. Yeah, that's well, great. Sure. Beer. Very that's uplifting. Thank yeah. You. So Those guys are awesome. Up. They're great guys. What a great charity. Wow, great. I actually don't really like them at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Oh, yeah. Thank Tell you. Doug you that. I will. appreciate it. Those guys know how to pick out a pair of shorts, I tell you. They don't have a pair of shorts. I do have one more piece of beer news. That, uh, is it going to be sad again? No, no, good. Actually, not at all. I just I finally thought that I'd give us our own scoop before somebody oh. scooped us. Oh. We got bought out. Although I think somebody scooped. We us. finally got well, an exclusive. This is, this is hop grenade. So oh, all right. You like the scoop? You, you scoop. hope you could scoop that. Yeah. The BN scoop. I'm dying. Yay! <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I don't think I've done this on there. I feel like I'm a stoner now. So. My memory is going. That's what I, I was saying earlier to Doc. I like, what the hell's going on, Justin? I, don't yeah, like I know that. what you're going to say. You have it. I don't think. Okay, good. Uh, is this new news? It's it's new news. Uh, here's the here's a scoop. Uh, the Hop Grenade is opening our second location in Fort Collins, Colorado. Nice. Yeah. Woo! Good territory. Really about. Lucky uh, those guys. Uh, you know what? It's a good little town. I think we have a lot of fans out there. Uh, Colorado's a good beer state like California. Yeah. And um, we found a location there. We're hoping to be open uh, in June or July 2017. So uh, listeners of Colorado, you're really who I'm speaking to. Um, we're coming to your hometown in Fort Collins. We're going to be and at And brewers, because uh, you'll want their beers. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 In fact, some of you, Tasty, JP, shit, all of you, everybody in this room, you might want to start thinking about uh, who in Colorado you want to do a collaboration beer yeah, with. I'm done. And, oh, yeah. uh, maybe I want to we'll, do Joyride. I want to tr- Joyride? That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, big fans of ours. True. Um, True Brewery? Yeah. I don't know. In True. Denver? In Denver? Denver. Okay. The metal, the metal Brewery? How come you get the oh, Metal Brewery? Yeah, yeah. 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 Take it, Jason. Oh, Take it, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, us. No, all no, of no, them. No, do it, Jason. I figured we would be traveling around going to different ones doing it as a group. Uh, I don't need to do it myself. I don't know those guys. Yeah, but. there should be some grouping happening. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and then yeah. go get some beers made for our, our grand opening and things yeah. like that. We'll pay for you guys to get out there. Uh, that was that was my plan anyway. I'm a big fan of Funkworks, so I want oh, to go to... Delicious go. Funkworks stays on. Never yeah, I was I was going to call those guys and see who wants to do some collabs for us to, uh, you know, bring us into Colorado. But we're going to be at the, uh, at the Foothills Center in Fort Collins, which is the opposite 
opposite side of downtown, so we're not all in the college downtown scene. It's much like this, actually. Back in a little suburban area, there's a park out front that uh, does concerts in the summer. Nice. And, JP, they actually turned the concert grass into an ice rink in the winter. Oh, cool. Uh, so there's something happening year-round, and I know how much you love to play hockey. Drink beer and I watch it. I don't play it, but uh, I'll, I'll break my neck for you. There you go. Yes. Video. <laughs> again. We'll get some skates on, JP. Yeah. I'll break my shoulder Nothing for pier- you again. It'll be great. Nothing pairs with IPA like a compound fracture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've Tell actually me been meaning it. to announce this for several weeks now, just the moment never rised, and I was yeah. doing the beer news, and I thought, why not make ourselves news before Scoop. we get scooped? There um, you go. So, so Coloradans, uh, send me emails and um, let me know what's cool there, what beers you want to see, yeah. and um, we start construction, I think, uh, next month. Will there be awesome. a studio? There will not be a studio. There will be a room. What? There will be a room called the studio, um, which will function like the green room? as a private event room and also just like a chill lounge, um, which will have a TV, a giant TV broadcasting our shows uh, from here to there when we do our live shows. And then, yes, on occasion, we will go do remote broadcast from there, which normally I'm adamantly opposed to because it's work. But there are so many great breweries in Colorado that how can we not go do some shows from there? So that room is designed to be able to let us set up temporary studios but the, we we, won't, we just won't be there often enough to take up the space you know yeah. um so uh it but we'll have uh even more taps than we have here i think uh-huh. we're, we're looking at 25 taps of beer square footage uh it's larger, larger. it's uh it's uh, it's about three thousand square feet yeah. but there's also uh it won't be open in phase one we're gonna do this as, as phase two but uh, a rooftop bar Oh, those are cool. Oh, Actually, beautiful. Happen, we were building out the whole thing at once, and then it's uh, a jillion, kajillion One dollars. One step at a time. So uh, nice. I put the kibosh on that. But eventually there will be a rooftop bar um, overlooking this, this courtyard that we have. And um, <laughs> bottles of beer as well, except that state law in Colorado is different, so you cannot take uh, bottles to go like you can here in, in California. So here we can sell to go, but we won't be able to do that. Do they do the growler fill but, uh, thing in Colorado? Uh, no, at, at bars? no, no, no. They don't do that either. Yeah. Right? So yeah. as a retailer, no, nothing to go like that. Got it. Uh, so we can't drink do that on either. site, only. which is okay. I mean, yeah. growlers would be cool in, in in some states. I'm sure you'd make a killing on it. Good good for cash, but. Um, it's also kind of difficult. It has to do. its it's own problems, do, right? Yeah. Um, so no, we're just going to do our thing. A lot of great beer, both local beer, and then we'll try to get our, our California friends on tap. Where maybe you can't find that anywhere else except for there at the Hop Grenade, and um, you know patios outside like we have here. The whole thing. So, um, we think it open by summer, maybe. That's our hope. Uh-huh. Right now, we're actually fairly on schedule. So if oh. if we get the building like we're supposed to in February, then, yeah, we'll be open by June. Nice. Um, so knowing how things go, I would probably call that opening end of July or August. Before know. GABS. That's just how things happen. Yeah, which is cool, right? Like right. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think I told you, Tasty. Like, if we do that, we'll do the shuttle up to the yeah, yeah, we'll we'll grab do, a bunch of people, get a bunch of brewers yeah. and, and yeah. listeners and all that and just do a big event up there. So... Um, yeah. Anyhow, I wanted you Coloradans to know I'm excited about it, and and I hope you are too. We're going to cool. come. I know that the homebrew awesome. scene in like Fort Collins Cafe, specifically is a really big and uh, and and engaged homebrew scene. So I'm excited to yeah. uh, engage with those folks. I mean, not really, but kind of. I am 
I want to get there. I want to speak at the Homebrew Club. Yeah. Oh, Tasty, we're going to line up we'll your, get them out your media tour of the, yeah, yeah, of we'll the second location there opening. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we'll get you all lined up. All right. Uh, that's all I have for Beer News, uh, other than to let you know that Beer News is brought to you today by Beersmith, the Beersmith homebrewing software. You can go to beersmith.com and check it out right now. Get your free 21-day trial. And, uh, yeah, download everything that you need and check it out for free, and then you're going to love it, and you'll never go back. And there's uh, there's videos to teach you how to use it. There's a podcast. Um, there's DVDs you can order. You name it. Everything you need for the best brewing software on the market is over at beersmith.com. Please go uh, check it out right now and support our great sponsor. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Nate and Nicole, what's happening with you guys? Uh, we haven't seen you in a minute. It's been a minute. It seems like a yeah. year. Um, we went to Belgium in December. That oh, you a did? Time. Yeah. For Christmas? or For Christmas. Yeah. yeah. About that. You hate your families? Well, you know. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Nate's mom came out and met us. <laughs> mom oh, came and met us out here. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. Hand there. it's better, than, better than hosting on either side, either yeah. my mom or us. So, Give me the highlight reel. We went, to, we went to a, a Christmas beer festival yeah. in Essen, Belgium. Okay. Uh, Kirst Beer Fest. This is this festival Nicole's, that I've heard about yeah, forever. It always, friend. It always happens on the weekend of my birthday. And, you know, I've always been like, oh, man, I, I've always wanted to go to that. You know, it'd be cool to check out all these Belgian beers. Like, you think you think you're never going to make it? Yeah. I met some one of the organizers uh, when, I was at, when I was judging beer in, in, uh, in Portugal last year. And he was like, well, why don't you just come? And I was like, huh, why don't I just go? It's kind of a weird time of year to play hooky because it's like that week before most people take off for the holidays. So yeah. it's usually a pretty busy week. But this year I was kind of looking at my schedule and said, yeah, you can let's do it. it. It's my birthday. Let's go. Nice. So Yeah, it was a cool trip. They, It's a very civilized fest in the sense that I've never seen a, a fest set up where there was just a table for everyone to sit down. Oh, So you can get, nice. get a sample of some, like, 50, 60, 70 Christmas beers or more. Mostly hundreds. Belgian style. Hundreds? There are hundreds. At least hundreds, like, yeah. Wow. Like three, Both the tap samples and bottle samples <gasps> of, you know, sometimes aged beers, sometimes fresh beers, everything from American style IPAs to everything that you'd expect from a Belgian dark strong ale, uh, Christmas and style beer. Probably a lot of strong beers in a general. That's a rough. Beers. Yeah. Okay. So, Great so- festival. They really organized it well. And I think, like, actually having a table and, like, a home base to sit down and sort of hang out and talk to the people that are sitting around you was, was a nice twist on a beer fest. I'd never seen that yeah, format so before. Beer festivals are a little different in Europe anyway. And then this one's even kind of a special one. So, you know, it's Essen's a small town um, on, the, on the border with, with the Netherlands. So you kind of take the train up, and there were most Antwerp's the, the closest, yeah, big city. You take the there. train up from Antwerp, which was was nice. Like, you know, almost everybody on our train was going to the beer festival, and they have transportation, and they take you over. It looks kind of like a uh, like a middle school gymnasium. It was yeah, like that okay. was kind sure. of the yeah. Uh, it's called a. I've been to beer festival. Hall. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so we you get there, and everyone's in this little civilized line, but it's a short line, and then they, they start Flex. letting you in. Getting and, civilized. Uh, like, yeah. They, we're not that way here. You yeah. know, everybody's all it's orderly. It's fight. No. We, yeah, we go, you go in, and they give you a, a brochure. They had a brochure for uh, with uh, descriptions of every single beer. So it's put on by this uh, beer tasting club called Ober, and they taste every beer and, like, approve it. To be uh, at the festival, it qualifies to be. Yeah, and there's a, like cool. a paragraph description of, yeah. of each of the beers. Okay, so you read through that and decide. So they had that in Flemish, really 
English. I think they also had it in French. Um, so they have, you know, the, this whole booklet that they give you. Um, and you, I think I have it with me. Uh, and so you go find the place where you want to sit and you kind of meet your neighbors and you have your glass. Um, and you go. There's no lines for beer. They had plenty of volunteers. And you just go get, get your glass full. You give them a, a chip and go sit down and enjoy your beer and talk about it with other people and it's just it's just different it's you know? civilized the format that worked worked well because the beers are really strong yeah. okay. you gotta kind of pick and choose what you want and so there weren't that, that many sense. there weren't yeah. that many tokens you get by default and there's only so many 13 10 yeah 12 percent beers even you want to sit and drink even right? in a small pour yeah yeah it was about a four or five hour fest it was like five hours, five hours it was yeah. only like 20 euro and you got seven pours and then you could go buy as many more oh, pours as you wanted yeah, you could buy more yeah. tokens or something like that yeah, yeah. which one have you got shit face we did okay. Yeah. Kind of made it made it standing up through the yeah. whole thing. Did okay. you stay there or did you take the train back? That to wasn't the question. Went back to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we I'll made, take the hit. I think I was more hammered than Nicole yeah. was. Yeah. We made we, we we made some friends. Way with, to go, uh, there was a Lafroy barrel aged beer that I really liked. Oh, I nice. Exactly who the brewer was. It was really nice. Yeah, I think I had to have two of those. So I probably didn't need two of those. We made friends <laughs> with some native Antwerpers and we went took the oh, train nice. back with them and then oh. uh, ended up at this brand new beer bar there called um, oh, into Antwerp. Work? Yeah. Uh, cool. uh, for the love of beer. No, uh, that's the movie. Uh, uh, he was drunk to an ass. Beer lovers. Beer lovers cafe. Beer lovers cafe. Yeah. yeah that's all coming back um, now, Nate. It is coming back now. Thank you, Taste. So you was, we ever very... on the train on the way back too? No, that no, was probably we, a good yeah, thing. Yeah, good thing we didn't. <laughs> oh, that was a good we, break. So, yeah. Some of us did. We, we went and had some food, and we went to, to beer lovers, uh, and uh, it was cool. It was a uh, more American slash Scandinavian style, you okay. know, like cool. sleek, and then like, uh, you know, not the traditional Belgian beer. Like this is the glass size you could get, like sample size and stuff. So kind of yeah. interesting to see. You know, yeah, that idea is taking hold in many places around Europe. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a new place with sort of a new format too. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. And uh, you guys stayed mostly in Antwerp, or so yeah, we spent some time there, and then uh, uh, well, the first night when we were there on my birthday, we actually went to Head Head Anker. So they make the Gouden Corollas beers. If anyone out there has had that. A little bit north of Brussels in Mechelen. Yeah, Mechelen. Yeah, okay. And it's a brewery that's, there's been a brewery on that site for, you know, hundreds of years. Um, and that brewery has been in continuous operations since uh, the early 1800s. Nice. But they have a hotel on site. Um, and you can get, you know, do the beer dinner thing. And they have the awesome restaurant there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They have a big spirits program. I didn't realize that until we visited. Yeah, a lot that of the Belgian breweries are doing Like it's haunted spirits. or, oh. No, no, no. Spirit, it. like, yeah, yeah. It's still <laughs> alcohol. Waka, waka. <laughs> it is kind of haunted. I feel a little different after yeah. being there. I don't it's know. Right, it's sort of probably possessed. is haunted. It's I mean, a few hundred years right, old, right? Yeah. Right yeah. part of the building. <laughs> Do they make the spirits there, or you mean they just have a great program for pre- presenting? No, they, no, they, they murder make, people they in the make, back okay. room. Yeah, they make No, distill spirits and barrel aging and whatnot. Stuff film studio. Yeah. They'd be like, this motherfucker's going to haunt people if JP walked in there. That's true. Come in the back. Yeah, they're going to change the name to spiritual. Yes. Yeah, so 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 I would I would highly recommend visiting visiting there. If you that was really easy because you can stay on you can again? stay on site. Uh, Het Anker A N K E R. Um, so it's the beer that makes the Gouden Corollis. Okay. You know, Cuvée von de Kaiser. Okay. All that good stuff. I think I've had that. Yeah, and then uh, definitely the Kirschbier Fest is one I would add to your add to your bucket list. It okay. was It was really great, and I I will definitely seek opportunities to go back there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but Tasty and I are on the international beer festival scene now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. I think we're invited to, back next year. By the, the celebrity yeah. booth. Gonna, every, I'm going to get yeah. to be one of those. And these international beer fests are interesting because they are different than, than ours, and that's fun to see. Yeah. So. Yeah, the Norway event. Yeah. It was like a rager in a way. I mean, more compared to what you went to. <laughs> we'll have a place to sit. Yeah. There's hardly a place to stand there. It was right. a rager, but still different than the way we rage. You know, uh, yeah, just so, uh, but yeah, it, there was no, like, Did you, you know. White trashy. Party. I didn't make it to the after party on Saturday night at that event. Did you get to that? Saturday night. I was having breakfast. With, uh, <laughs> I was having breakfast with Brian, Brian Strumpy, and he yeah. said it was like the biggest, like, Rager he'd ever oh. been to. Were you for part I of that? did make it there, yes. I did make it there. And uh, yeah, it was like they just put up, they locked us in a warehouse because of the noise. Yeah. Lock in. Brought in a DJ. Uh, hey, everyone's smoking and drinking there's and a lot raging. Of, like, other and, extra stuff. Yeah, 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 it got gnarly. Extras there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like a club party, awesome. beer festival? It's like for it, the well, this was the after party just for the brewers. Yeah. And, and, nice. and, the sta- and you weren't allowed to even bring like the vo- the volunteers. Like They're yeah, like, no, no, yeah. no, the volunteers have another party a week from now. This is just for the guests and the brewers. And um, yeah. What beer fest was that? The uh, what's, what's brewing, brewing? fest yeah. in uh, Norway? Nice, oh, and, um, beautiful. They were very nice to Tasty yeah, Night, and yeah, and then yeah, but they're also very they they kind of a note out of the Firestone Walker book where they're also very nice to their brewers and their guests. Yeah. So <coughs> there was a <clears throat> don't die. Your cigarettes are falling out. I know. As I show, <laughs> uh, exactly. Several pre-party. not only a starter dinner, but then this like final party, yeah. and um, yeah, all all kinds of things like that. that. So it was a good time. You treated well. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. When you go so far away, good to be cut in in the middle of it. It's For cool. sure. Yeah, they didn't like send hookers to my room or anything. But well, you can't talk about um, that. <laughs> You know, really? confidential information. Yeah. Wow. Let's put in your contract next year. I thought that was in the contract. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you don't even have to pay for my flight. Just send hookers yeah. to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll figure out the miles. You can put that when you go to the next festival before you agree to it. Yeah. Right? Tall Norwegian hookers? Come on. Blondes. Got to be blondes. He doesn't want that. <laughs> I don't think they like to be called They're all blondes. <laughs> Sorry. Working girls. Uh, pros. Professionals, yeah, whatever. Escorts. Otherwise known as my fucking date. All right, that's what, that's all I want. <laughs> yeah. is a date. Escorts. Yeah. All right, Nicole, you ready to end on that note? Yeah, super great. <laughs> 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 Feeling really You're good about coming about out to the show. What did you expect? Right? Yeah, this is such Some, a good decision. I knew I missed you guys. Some things never change. <laughs> <Nicole>. <laughs> yep. Now look, at least you always know what you're going to get with us, right? I, it's not yeah. like we're full of surprises or Can't anything. Take the gross out of gross. I think sometimes I forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enough time goes by, and you just remember the good Why parts. Why haven't I been on that show yeah. in a while? That's you're like, I love those guys. They're yeah. so nice. <laughs> You're like, I haven't talked about hookers on the air often enough. <laughs> I need to go to the Brewing Network and do that again. It's been a while. It's kind of cleanses you, doesn't it? Good for it, Nate. It's a cleanse. It pay attention. <laughs> All right, we're off next week, but it we, uh, looks like we have Jester King in the studio coming up the week yeah. after. Yeah. Nice. Cool. That's exciting. Yeah, they're going to be I'm in the studio. Oh, looking forward to that, yes. Yeah, it's after that... Uh, Beer, uh, rate, having rate a, beer, rate beer, oh, rate beer, beer yeah. Fed. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah. one. Uh, it's probably yeah, right after that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that I know that Rate Beer asked me to host their awards ceremony. Yeah, oh, yeah. and then I think I like never 
got back well, to him. There weren't hookers in the. They saw the blow clause and said, no, we can't do that. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe's his name. Joe Tucker. Yeah, Joe Tucker. He's on the show. He, he likes us a lot, and and he likes me. And he he he, uh, he asked me if I. And he's right. You'd be a good MC. Do yep. yeah. He wanted me to see it, but crazy. Beer you gotta drink the red beer Kool Aid though. But know? now, do I answer him now that it's, <laughs> it's like a lot of two sleep. weeks away? Now that you've talked about it on the <laughs> yeah. air, do I yeah. go like hey, yeah. Joe? Sorry, I never got back to you. But do you still need? Are the phones that, working? Can we just call him right MC? now? Yeah. Why don't we call him and have it on the air? I'm sure they. Just hit him up for a cop or something. Vivo, cue it up. Yeah. Sorry I never answered you, Joe. Hey, Joe. You got any, uh, you got Is that offer still open? To the, to the festival? <laughs> I think I just didn't want to do it in the back of my head, so I just yeah. swept You're not ready. I'm but not your ready. schedule's so busy. I'm not ready. He, want, he specifically was like, I want you to be like the Billy Crystal of the beer over uh, and Short like, and unfunny? I don't I understand. I was like, oh, I got to like write out. Tell jokes. No, that's not Like sing a song? That's not I want to see Justin sing a song. Well, that's also nobody, right? Like who, who would they get for that? That's nobody at I know, this that's level, why he right? Me. He was like, this yeah. idiot will do it. Yeah, well, and if just, you don't do it, then they're like, oh, well, do you don't want? Do you just want someone to we'll MC, go back to like, the dry. entertain? I'll, get out of town. Call him up just to ask what the contracted person are. <laughs> yeah. Are there hookers? <laughs> I don't think you want those Santa Rosa hookers. After every break, <laughs> yeah. after every break they're just going to hold up signs oh, yeah. and rate, rate no. your performance. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. They're yeah. a little well, actually, oh, come on, that was a good one. Rohnert Park is like the porn capital of Northern California, which oh, yeah. is right oh. by Santa Rosa, so you can probably get some pretty decent uh, yeah, strength. Yeah, hookers and porn actors are not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sometimes they can be. Not that's really. For sure. Hookers no. are everywhere. You just got to look. He just needs 30 seconds to find out. <laughs> All left. right. Yeah. So we're done. <laughs> Why? Because Doc's giving good advice finally? <laughs> finally, Doc knows what he's talking about. I didn't know Doc was awake. <laughs> we haven't gotten a good tip out of Doc yes, in years. <laughs> Neither has his wife. Whoa! Oh. 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 Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Forget those logger yeah. tips. This is the good enough. stuff. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to get out of here. JP's going to take care of it. It was good to see you all again, and we'll see you in two weeks with Jester King. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Simon from Old Republic came in to talk about loggers, layering, and racing. Hit up oldrepublicbrewery.com and learn more. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info and follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDowell at Tasty McD, JP at Major Jip, and Warren is stuck somewhere in cyberspace over at Another Beardy. Today's show is produced by Bev, and your host has been Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brewery Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sky and wind.